prison, dinner was always a big thing. We had a pasta course, and then we had a meat or a fish. Paulie did the prep work. He was doing a year for contempt, and he had this wonderful system for doing the garlic. He used a razor, and he used to slice it so thin that it used to liquefy in the pan with just a little oil. It's a very good system. Vinny was in charge of the tomato sauce. Got this smell. Got treats. The kinds of meat and meatballs. You got the veal, beef, and pork. Ah, good. But you gotta have the pork. Oh, that's that's the flavor. I felt he used too many onions, but it was still a very good sauce. Vinny, don't put too many onions in the sauce. I didn't put too much onions. Oh, three small onions. That's all I did. Three onions. How many cans of tomatoes you put in there? I put two cans, two big cans. You don't need three. Johnny Deal did the meat. We didn't have a broiler, so Johnny did everything in pans. I used to smell up the joint something awful, and the hacks used to die, but he still cooked a great steak. Hey, how do you like yours? Red, medium red. Medium red. Hmm, an aristocrat. See, you know, when you think of prison, you get pictures in your mind of all those old movies with rows and rows of guys behind bars. But it wasn't like that for wise guys. It really wasn't that bad. Except that I missed Jimmy. He was doing his time in Atlanta. I mean, everybody else in the joint was doing real time, all mixed together, living like pigs. But we lived alone. I mean, we own the joint. Even the hacks we couldn't bribe would never rat on the guys that we did. Vinny, I got your peppers and onions, salami, prosciutto, a lot of cheese. Come on, come on, what else? Scotch. Nice. Some red wine. Okay. Now we can eat. Everybody, Dave Juskow podcast, the Nightfly with Dave Juskow, March first, when we're recording, coming out sometime March sixth. Actually, I know that for a fact because March sixth, Goodfellas. Yeah, Tuesday, March sixth. That's when we come out recording again, uh, about a week ahead of time because I obviously have something to do on March sixth, and uh, I'm all uh, a fluster with it and stuff, and that's why. Um, not as well prepared in this podcast as I'd like to be, but I am joined by my fail-safe and favorite guest, Memo Salazar. Thank you very much. Hello, Memo. <laughs> hey. Thank you for back. coming. I know you're busy, and you have a kid, it's and that makes you more busy, and you have a job, and you do other stuff on the side, and you have a science fair, and you have blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo's coming up. I'm preparing for that, <laughs> right. So, no, thank you for joining me today because, um, you know, you haven't been on in a while and it's been bummer. I know. I, I missed the uh, Oscars one. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, like, the Oscars haven't happened yet. So we'll, we'll spend two minutes kind of I'll tell you something because, uh, you know, it's going to be silly. It comes they'll on have Tuesday. happened and, by the Yeah, time they'll have happened already. So, so should we pretend like, oh, my God, can you believe it? they won? <laughs> can you believe I that was, movie won? I was thinking about it just to, like, you know, <laughs> like, but nobody, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's stupid. What a shocker. But I uh, will just really 
quick. I mean, I have a bunch of stuff to say, obviously, but I mean, I'm not. This is like the first time I'm not prepared with like my piece of paper. Oh, so, right. Yeah, there's like, no I wrote some New notes York post clippings anywhere. No, I have the post clippings oh, here. Okay. Uh, no, I'm always prepared with those. Right. But usually I write them down in a piece of paper right. in a cohesive structure, like a do a little bit more research and yeah. stuff like that. But I didn't do that today because, because. Because of the wonderful things. <laughs> um, look where my mind goes. Just more gay. I, I was thinking the same thing, actually. Just like when I said, listen, when you call me, we'll be at the Pink Moose if you need us. And you're like, that's the gayest thing you've ever... I said, call me when you're close and we'll go down to the Pink Moose, <laughs> which coffee. is a coffee place, yeah. right? And he goes, that's the gayest thing you've ever said to me. And then when I looked at the text, I'm like, you know, looking at it now, you're absolutely right. That does look horribly gay. <laughs> like, Just, you know, hey, fine. listen, when you come down, we'll go to the Pink Moose and get a coffee. It's all right. We're all accepting here. But I go to the Pink Moose because there's young Goyles there it's that good. make the coffee. Yeah. I know. It's not bad. They How is yours? Thing. It's really good. What is yours? It's, it's something I've never heard of in my yeah, life. Which, you know what? I can never make blah, fun blah, of blah. you again <laughs> because let's just talk about the Moscow Mule, right. which quite frankly Memo invented. <laughs> Memo invented the Moscow Mule. I, screw every – just the way I bought Buffalo Wings down here to New York from <laughs> Ithaca, Memo invented the Moscow Mule. Memo was talking, it. he would order, I'm like, hey, what do you want to drink? And he would, I thought he was doing it just to fuck with me. Like, he'd be like, yeah, I'll get a Moscow Mule. I'm like, Memo, can you just order something so I can tell them? And they're like, yeah, I'll have a Moscow Mule. And of course, no bartender knew what it was. And then he explained it to him. He goes, well, it's ginger beer. And he's going to stop you right there. <laughs> but now it's so funny. It's it's a regular. Everywhere. Everywhere. I know. The specialty drink. So does that mean everybody has ginger beer now? Because yeah, it's definitely does. made with ginger beer, yeah. not just ginger ale, right? Right, right. It's amazing. How did you know about that? What is that? <laughs> Ten years ago? Actually, it's funny the story. Um, remember, Tina got that job. Um, the one you got her fired from? Yeah. Because you were creeping outside. <laughs> right. Memo's old girlfriend. He was like, he was drunk and he was just staring in the window, and she got fired because well, like, standing, like, what's with your boyfriend? You were standing next to me, so I know. Yeah, but I'm not her boyfriend. Because that was the night McEnroe. You were on McEnroe on TV, and we're looking for a place to watch. Oh, the McEnroe right. Thing. That's why. why was it so hard to find a place to watch? Right. We were in Tribeca, right? <laughs> it's um, like the first night that MTV went on the air. Where can we watch it? <laughs> Nobody has MTV. Exactly. Nobody had CNBC at the time. That's how long ago this was. Right. So that's what you were time. saying. No. So I, um, she had to learn all these drinks, right? And I was looking through her book, and I saw the Moscow. And I was like, this looks really interesting. So we made it, and I was like, this is the best drink I've ever had. And then I read the story about the copper cup and all this stuff, and you know, I that I just wanted to. I don't know if they actually served it at that bar or not. I think they might have, but like I just fell in love with it, and then. Of course, nobody had it, like you said. And it's got to be in the copper. Well, well, that, who, nah, well that's the best part that. is that uh, when you started ordering and I was getting angry with you because I really thought you were making it up just like when I say I need a screaming <laughs> Viking or something right. like that or a pink squirrel. Um, you know, I don't expect them to make it. So I just thought you were making a joke all the time. Right. And then but the best is when you were like, yeah, do you have a copper cup? And they're like, listen, I'm about to throw you out of this bar. I don't know if I actually. But I swear it. to God, it is so popular now. It really is just like really like when I'd be like, do you have buffalo wings? And people would be like, what? And I'm like, buffalo wing. You know, I mean, it's just it. I don't know. You were I, I really feel like you invented it somehow. Ten years I don't know. ahead of my time. Really? It's like- a, it was amazing because now it's like just so. Prudent. I mean, it's everywhere. Every bar has to have one, and they even have the copper cups to I make know. it correctly. I know someone's making a fortune. It's a crazy. copper cups. A copper cups. You should have invested the... in copper. It's true. Yeah, I know, and I'm almost kind of tired of the drink because, like, yeah, right now you you, know, you you invented it. Now you don't need it anymore. So that's why you have what today? Um, now I forgot the name of it. It's um that uh matcha, it? matcha latte. 
It's yeah, a what green is powder. Mate? Yeah, it's green. It's like made. I think it's. I probably am lying, but I think it's made from mate, which is this um, this uh, uh, South American tea. And they powder it. I'm probably this is probably not. How true do you at know? All. Like you, you, like you're the first one to know about kombachi or whatever. Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that name only because right. you well, we wrote that song about it. Right. And, right. Um, yeah, but now you can find it in all the stores. Yeah, now you can so. find it in all the stores. <laughs> exactly. Why are you so like even I the, my the, finger in the pulse? The, the farming thing that you do now, people do the CSA thing. I don't yeah. know what the hell that is. Oh, right. That's what it's the called. The boxes, the share. Yeah. Do you still get that? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. You've yes. been doing that for years. You get yeah. fresh vegetables yeah. from like mo- a mo- once a month? Uh, in the winter, it's once a month, but in the summer, it's every week. Every week? Yeah. You have to go to the place and pick it up? Well, not the farm's like in Long Island, like two hours away, but we go, they drop it off right. here in Sunnyside, yeah. And you don't know what you're going to get? No, I mean, you have a, a sense of it because it's seasonal. So, you know, like tomatoes so, don't come out till August, you know. And wait, and how much does it cost? Um, It's like 550 for the year, which is like 26 weeks. So it's like oh, 20 bucks a box. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's like and then you vegetables. use everything in the box, right? Yes, we do. But, but we like when you get like, you know, rutabaga. Yeah, stuff, some of I the mean, stuff is weird. Then you have to yeah. get creative. You know, you love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it as much now that I have a kid because I'm so tired. I don't want to think about cooking. That's what I was going to say, <laughs> but, yeah. Well, but, you have uh, your wife cook. That's, yeah, what they're, that's what they're there for. Exactly. What's she doing? Literally just She's cooking. not helping at all. She you thought cooking. you were going to be like, oh, great, she'll make some extra money. All she's been doing is going to school since you've been I married. Know, I know, I know. What is that I'm all about? I'm waiting to cash in. Don't worry. Well, it's going to happen, right? Because isn't she going to school to... Be a social worker, so we're going to be rich oh, and everything's going to be fine. I thought she was doing music. Now she's going... So she went back to school to change right. social worker. That's right. even worse. Well, it, it You actually... make even less money than what she was planning. No, sadly, because, you know... You make more money than being a composer. So she went from like the most useless job in the world to uh, the second most. Yeah, well, it's really useful. It just doesn't pay much. So is she going to be a therapist? Is that what? I don't happens? know what she's going to be. She's going to work with kids. You know, I hate therapists so much. Like I really tried to get one in January. And I know most of them are useless. Most of them are useless yeah. because most of them, and I've said this before, most of them are girls you went to college with that are, <laughs> that decided to go into this field and be like, but I was very good at helping my friends through relationships. And that's who's, you know, you're talking to. And the funny thing is like, well, I keep looking for girl therapists cause I, you know, want to, I want to talk to, I like to talk to girls. Right. Instead. Plus you want one of them to say like, I think we should, I know I can't help myself. I mean, I cannot deny that I'm looking at their pictures before I, right. you know, I'm looking for an appointment, but, um, yeah, but they are useless. I mean, a lot of them are just, they're not doctors. Right. They're, you know, I mean, what, what is that? At least when I went to therapy, you know, I was, um, my friend Vera was going there. So like, I, you know, and she was, you know, not attractive or anything, but she was like a lesbian, <laughs> I think. And she was, at least she was a doctor. Right. You know, she had a doctorate. So I completely trusted her. Um, and she also lived in a nice place down on Fourth Avenue. You know, like we met in her apartment and stuff and it was nice. <laughs> and then we just ended because I just felt we were finished and I needed to move on or switch, but I had never right. done that. I definitely need to talk to somebody. Cause I mean, right. this past weekend I was just really depressed. I mean, I just, I, I, I didn't even want to say this in the air, but I showered Thursday morning last week and I didn't shower again until Tuesday morning. Well, so wait, Monday you did, did you go to work Monday? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I guess I didn't <laughs> smell cause people were hanging around me and I'm like, stay away. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm just not, I right. just said I wasn't feeling well, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I guess I didn't smell because I didn't really go out that much, but Baking Friday soda. I had to be at work at eight in the morning. They changed my hours, so I definitely wasn't going to shower then. Right. Then I figured if I was going to go out Friday, I would shower when I came home, but I didn't end up going out Saturday. So Saturday morning, um, 
I was up and I knew I had to visit Rhoda, you know, my mother. Right, right. And uh, because I knew I wasn't going to be visit her this week because this is the week I go around delivering the scripts and stuff. Right. So um, I was like up all night. My sleep habits have been disgusting, probably from depression or whatever. Right. So I keep waking up watching movies, um, the nominees at three in the morning. <laughs> right. And then I usually go back to bed. But because there was no reason to go back to bed at 630 in the morning, I I uh, got the car and left. Uh, then remembering my mother said she was going to be at Temple until 1230. <laughs> uh, so then I had to stop at my sister's and hope that she was up and she was up. Um, well, I woke her up. And then I had to go pick up Dory at Rutgers oh. because I, I was all I'm ever looking for is somebody to go to the diner with. Right. And nobody ever wants to go with me. So fortunately, Dory wanted to go. So we went to the diner in my old neighborhood in Edison, right. by Menlo Park Mall. That's good. I was very happy. You know, and, uh, you know, I just love going to diners. I mean, I absolutely love, you know, I love diners. Yeah, they're and great. I, and if I could go every Saturday at 11 o'clock, I'd be very happy for the rest of my life. But it's hard to find people to go with. Did Dory enjoy it? Yes, she, well, you'd never know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. I mean, I know, I don't know whether she's having a good time or not. There's no way to tell right. with her stupid default face. <laughs> when we got to her house, I go like, I just, I love diners. She goes, yeah, me too. I love diners. I'm like, you do? She's like, yeah, you can't tell. No, no one would be able to tell. It looks like you're annoyed by everything. Weather reports, you know, whatever. You're annoyed. Everything makes you laugh. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. So, so then, um, uh, then I went back to. Wait, oh, then then I went to my mother's, hung out for a little bit, and I was all coffeeed up, so it was good because I was just talking, talking, not letting her talk. Because when she talks, it, it puts me to sleep. Because <laughs> if I got to hear about Hadassah one more time, I'm right. gonna, I'm just gonna punch her in the face. <laughs> right. So, but now I've come to this level where I'm just like, don't offer me any food, because everything you have to offer just pisses me off. Isn't that like an insult to a Jewish mother? Well, if she was a normal Jewish mother and actually had regular food in the house, or maybe I'm thinking of an Italian mother, but whatever it is, <laughs> right. she has shitty food in the house that nobody wants, and she can only offer you tuna fish and something frozen, and nobody cares, and nobody wants to hear what she has to offer anymore. So I just say, don't offer me anything. Do not offer me anything because you're just going to make me angry. So um, so she stopped and then we had a good time. So then she tells me she'd come back from Florida. Right. So she goes, "Well, I lost my laptop at the airport. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, she's like, I didn't want to bother you. Jeez, you bother me for everything else. I mean, everything else. This is something I could have probably helped you with. She goes, no, I called United Airlines and they sent back this odd email. And then I look at the email. You know, I know she's 83. But she seemed to be perfectly fine in Florida. She got two weeks all by herself, lifting her luggage, right. renting a car. Everything was fine down there. As soon as she gets back here, she can't do a damn thing. <laughs> it's like really frustrating. What, what was she doing in Florida by herself? She goes to weeks? visit her friends in Florida for two weeks out of the year, stays at a hotel by herself. Wow. You know, like she'd like to have a place down there, but um, you know, I can't afford it. Do you think she's um, having sex with men? No, I don't. I think she would probably tell us at this point, <laughs> you know, so... So I'm going to say no. All right. Uh, and then when, you know, I go to California, she's like, did you have sex with women? I'm like, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> no. Um, it's not like the old days when we could do whatever we wanted. Right. But um, I'm not even sure if she had sex before she met my father. So we've been asking for years. She won't w disclose information. Well, what about her boyfriend? She's such a dick about him. He's the nicest person, but I think he's starting to get Alzheimer's. Oh, I so see. he keeps repeating stuff. Big deal. All old people do that. Right. He forgets a lot of stuff. So he, maybe he's in the early stages, but he's, uh, well, he could be almost 90. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, what are you going to do? But he's still a delight, and all she does is rip on him all the time, and it's really frustrating. It makes me and Beth really angry because he's such a nice guy. Right. His family's really nice, and she's just an asshole about it. So it really bothers us. You've met him before. He's yeah, he just a really nice. kind person. Sometimes you got to listen to his stories. What if, <laughs> if that's the worst thing he does, you know? Right. Whatever. So, and he really likes my mother, and he wanted to get married to her, and she just doesn't want to deal with it. And if he's going to get sick, she's not going to be there. Remember, we had to go visit him in the hospital because she wouldn't. <laughs> right. And we're like, Jesus, Beth, we got to go because it's just polite. Right. We got to make up for our mother being a complete right. just C word. <laughs> because that's what it is. She's like, no, I've already done this with my husband. I don't need to do this. <laughs> then break up with the guy. Let him find somebody else right. who he can marry. He wants to get married and move in. Why are you stringing him along? That's, like, that's what somebody does when they're 18, jerk <laughs> off. He doesn't have much time to be strung along. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And that's what bothers us the most is that he lived out this part of his life with our horrible mother who was just right. mean to him. And, right. you know, even Aunt Judy's like, God, it was horrible. Your mother was screaming at him in the car. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's also just it's, he's such a nice guy, you know. I mean, meanwhile, that's what Aunt Judy does to her husband, you know, every day. Right. <laughs> She's like, shut up, Bob. <laughs> but that's hilarious. And I mean, that was their relationship from the beginning. Right. So, right. Well, I guess that was my mother. You know what? I guess you just got to shut up. But um, those are the best relationships. The ones that scream at each other, I've noticed, are the actual best relationships. I, I don't it's know like why. I guess they get it out comedy. of their systems. Yeah. They don't hold back. They don't hold They don't hold it inside. They say what's by, on their by mind. By best, you mean last the longest? Yeah, yeah. That's right. what I've noticed in my extensive studies on it. So anyway, <laughs> right. I'm at my mother's and I'm talking to my a minute, you know, but I'm, I'm okay. Oh, so anyway, I got her. So she left the laptop and she gives me the United Airlines. And I'm like, this is a form email. They're like, we'll be able to get back to you in three or four days. You know, like she's like, they right. gave me a very strange answer. I'm like, yeah, because it just sent automatically. It right. says, right. we sent this automatically. Right. So I said, besides, you didn't lose it there. You lost it. She's like, after I left security, I, I lost it somewhere. I said, it's because you left it in the box. You didn't pick it up. So United's not going to have it. You got to right. call the TSA down in West Palm Beach. Right. So, so I said, oh. so this just out. drives just me crazy. Right? Breath. So I said, text me the information on Monday and I'll call from work and I'll take care of it. So, so she calls me on Sunday and, she, and I go, what? What do you want? And she's like, "Oh, I was trying to text you. Sorry, I'll I'll hang up now." And it's like, like we've tried to teach her how to work the. T- it, it shouldn't be that hard. Listen, she makes her football picks every week. She does. She makes them herself every week. How come she can't learn to text? I, I don't know, but what about the text to speech thing? She can't. She just dictate and then. She would never be able to figure that out. No. She no. She can't. And you know, but that's the thing. She could. I mean, how easy is that? And, and the thing is, my father was a big tech guy. Right. He learned to do all that stuff way before they even had any of that stuff. He right. loved it. Like, but if, you're, if we're explaining to this old woman who's not that old. I mean, yes, she's old in numbers. <laughs> yeah, but she's harder when you're but older. She, no, no, no. That's an excuse she's using. <laughs> you know, like me when I don't want to lose weight. What's the point? I'm just going to die. Anyway. But no, she... she um, could learn she just chooses she doesn't want to be bothered but what what does it take two seconds to write a text so we say you know if you want to have a relationship with your granddaughters right and and communicate with them this is the way 
you stop complaining about that you don't hear from them because they like texting. Right. This is a brilliant way to keep in touch with grandkids. True. Because when we were in college, what was the worst thing? When your grandmother would call and you had to make time for it because you call. <laughs> right. And it was such a special call and it cost, thank God it cost money. So that way you wouldn't have to, uh, where did your grandmother, I mean, they were called from Mexico, yeah, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> it was, yeah. So fortunately yeah. they can only talk for two minutes. Exactly. But you know, I mean, you had to spend time with your grandmother on the phone. With texting, you can give a hello, you can see how you're doing, and you can keep in touch. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful in that sense. And you don't have to be worried like, oh, God, my grandmother's calling. You know, you didn't have call waiting, so you always had to pick up. I mean, you didn't have caller ID. <laughs> right. So you're like, ah, crap. Um, so so it, this is a beautiful way for her to keep in touch and stop complaining. And she won't, and she still refuses to do it. And it's, it's just like the, it's the food all over again. And the thing like, right. why don't my grandchildren want to come down and see me? And they say on this podcast. Because she never has food. <laughs> so, so she still doesn't. We're like, but they've said, if you just go out and buy food, like normal people food, right. fresh food, right. even fruits and vegetables, if you're so angry not to give them sugar, right. they'll come down more. But you still refuse to do it. And then we even when Beth comes down and she says, well, I'll go shopping with you. She's like, I don't want to go shop. Like, she's like, have food ready. I thought we'd go shopping while we're here. You know, I'm like, why? Have it ready. What are you doing all day? You um use Peapod. <laughs> have you thought of maybe the the reason therapy hasn't worked is you need to do therapy with your mother, like a group therapy. Oh, too late for that. <laughs> uh, besides, you know, after that incident on J date, that was just you know we'll never be able to get past that. But um, you know when we had the same profile and we right. met at the restaurant, right? Um, <laughs> but so anyway, then I went because now. Aunt Judy lives next door to her. So now when she finds out I'm there, she's like, okay, every time you're at your mother's, now you have to text me and let me know. And, and she's not a burden or anything. I love Aunt Judy. So, so she's like, you got to um, you know, you gotta call me and I'll come out to the car and give you a hug. But the thing is, I like going to Aunt Judy's house. Right. <laughs> like like I, I enjoy spending time with her. Like my mother is the problem. I should do it the opposite way. Right, right. And just have my mother come see me at the car and give me a hug. Well, can't you invite... Aunt Judy, with like when you're coming, so that you're they're both together. That makes Aunt Judy doesn't like. She, Aunt Judy's like me. She doesn't like leaving the house. Oh, she's. A, I mean, I at four o'clock. She's like, I'm still in my pajamas. So can you come by? You know, like. I'm so like, she won't walk across the lawn. Oh, she would never walk. Oh, I see. Acro wait, across the wait, lawn. To you said she lives next to your mom. Yeah, but it's still like they drive even oh. to my mother's house when technically yes they should be walking because it's I not see. it's a block. Right, right, right. But they don't do that. I see. Um, I see. But they stay in like I do. and right. But she said, like, my mother won't go over there because she thinks it's dirty and messy. But it's not dirty. It just is cozy there. Right. I think it's really cozy because it's lived in. Do they hang out? Sometimes. They do. They, they go see. to dinner sometimes. Like, you know, with uh, Al and Uncle Bob or whatever. Right, right. Um, but they, but, uh, her, but Aunt Judy's place is cozy, whereas my mother's... Looks like uh, you know an, an asylum because it's so clean. You <laughs> right. like you, you don't think you should be sitting anywhere, right? You know, Aunt Judy's really comfortable. I don't know, just because it's lived in and she's got the TVs going all the time, right? Yeah, it's like exactly where I would live if I, uh, you know, like you might, end or up the there. way. Well, I'm probably going to end up there in two years. I'm allowed to move there. <laughs> really, in two years? Yep. It's wow. A, you know, an over fifty-five community. So <laughs> remember, um, in two years, I get half price of the track. I mean, how excited am I Wait, for that? Really? Oh, you know, I, uh, um, my assistant editor, that guy Rich, you met him once. He's, yeah. He's. I took him out the other night, and he just kept talking about how he really wants to go to the track with you. Oh, he does. Because we talked about it the one night you met him, and he's so excited. And we didn't go last summer. He was like, "Oh, we never went to the track last summer." Uh, well, yeah. In fact, Joe Messina just emailed me today. He goes. 
you're not going to believe this. He emailed me that Thursday now is a, a bucket of wings night <laughs> at the track. <laughs> I can't think of anything more disgusting, except now I really want to do it. You get like wings and beer for some special offer. Right. Uh, like, I mean, this just sounds horrible, but I just, I, now I want to do it. I understand. But uh, because, and that leads into something else I got to say, but um, uh, just to finish, I think, I don't remember what I was talking about. Something I said. Oh, oh I, I remember now. Therapist. The laptop, the laptop. Oh. So I call the West Palm Beach Airport, and I mean, it couldn't have been easier. I, I had the date. She lost it. They're like, do you know what color it is? I'm like, gray? I mean, what color? <laughs> a lap, you know, uh, that, that lowers it down, I guess. They're like, we have like eight of them here, you know, like because right. everybody leaves them there, you know. Right. So I figured that they'd probably have it and I lost the phone, you know. Right. So then I gave him the password and it worked right away. I couldn't believe my mother remembered the password because that, <laughs> that was going to drive me crazy. Right. The, the food, and if she keeps forgetting her passwords, she has them all written down. I watch her write them down. So I don't know what could be the problem, but I think she keeps changing them without me knowing. Right. So everything she does drives me crazy. Anyway, I got the laptop. But I was talking to this lady for a while and it turns out she's from Jersey. <laughs> and um, like she was very kind and they FedExed it up or whatever and – um, she's like, you know, oh, you're from Jersey too. Do you know what a sloppy Joe is? And I go, I know what you're talking about. You're not talking about the man with sloppy Joe. And she goes, yeah, that's right. I'm talking about the, the, the cold cuts. I'm like, yeah, are you kidding? I've been looking for that one. Like, I can't <laughs> find it. They don't make it in New York. Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't know. I don't know right? what you're talking about, but I can take they it. Have this, you only get them at funerals. And they, um, it's like this. You, you only get them at Jersey funerals? That's the only time we've ever had them. <laughs> and they're delicious. They're like these layered sandwiches with the crusts cut off. Like maybe on – it's not rye bread, but it's some sort of – it's a different kind of rye bread, more of spongier rye bread. But it's like corned beef, pastrami, coleslaw. It's, I, I know it sounds normal, but it's not normal. And, it, and it's absolutely delicious. And you could eat like a hundred of them. And it, it, it's great. So she was saying, you know, in – West Orange, there's a place, and you guys listening, you, when you look this up online, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that looks like the most delicious-looking sandwich. It, it's co- what did she, it was called the Town Hall Deli in West Orange, and they have pictures. Okay. And you'll, I'll show you after. the You'll come over the computer. Yeah. I'll show it to you. And you'll be like, oh, my God, that looks amazing. And then they show how they make it and everything. Actually, I never wanted to see how they make it. I just like when it come out. So I think I'm going to go over there. If you want to get it delivered, it costs like $80. That's why my sister, I was calling my sister. I'm like, hey, they got the sandwiches over. And she goes, well, Mommy can get that at that Lock, Stock, and Barrel by her or whatever. At Lock, Stock, and Deli, it's called. Uh-huh. And um, it's just expensive. It's like $80 a sandwich. I'm like, oh, that must be the reason we never have them anymore. But I think at this place it's a little cheaper because it's the origin, and everybody goes in there just to get that sandwich. But why is it so expensive? Because they're huge. I have no idea why it's so expensive. My guess is because it's a Jewish thing, and they can charge more huh. for funerals just to, you know. But I, right. I don't think Jews invented it. Apparently, it was based in Cuba, huh. and they just cha- um, took the tongue out of the recipe because nobody cares for tongue anymore. Right. And because um, what do I ever say? No tongue on show day. Right. Um, so anyway, I mean, look, if you look, I can't stop looking at these pictures. I just have them on my computer as my screensaver at this point. OK, I'm dying to go to West Orange, pick up a bunch of sandwiches and bring them over. I sounds delicious. I would be happy to join you. But how funny is it? that I was like talking to the lady at the TSA. So I, I thought this was going to go into some romantic. But no, you didn't. This is, you what didn't, are you talking about? The TSA lady. You don't know the love I have for this sandwich. Yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. Right, right. I mean, I've, I found somebody who get every time I told somebody about Slap Each Other, they had no right. idea what I was talking about. Right. No, no, I get so that. So I finally found this connection. She's like, give me your email address. I'll send you a whole bunch of places that have it. 
And then I um I don't I I don't know maybe she did want to make a connection I don't know I was too I was so obsessed with the sandwich it was like it was like it like it like when she was just like no what I'm trying to say is I want to have sex with her I'm like right 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 but do you know what that sandwich is right. this is like when um in that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza was dating that ridiculously hot girl. And it turns out she's dating someone who looks exactly like George. So he just keeps. And she's like, "Do you want to come in? You know, after and have some coffee? Which is, do you want to come in and have sex? Right. Like, I don't have to be up early." Right. And he's like, "Do, do you know if Neil will be home <laughs> later?" And he just keeps completely blows. Okay, can I have Neil's number? You know, <laughs> and this is like what I'm doing. Like, and do, do you know if they make that sandwich <laughs> right. to go or exactly? Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's bad when you're older and, and you're not dating anybody and you're just in love with a sandwich you know then you know really you, you, you've been alone too long i the sam i get that part i get the sandwich love, i know you but, do you know still i would be you know looking up her name i google her name or do you have her name her full name how many of you type that with tsa i mean it's got to be fun right <laughs> i don't know she must have told me her name maybe it'll be on the fedex package oh because that's handy I think to head to date someone. Well, on TSA, I haven't in TSA. seen a lot of really attractive <laughs> TSA folks. Well, there is that. So, so have you seen Get Out? Yes, it's like the best movie. It's such a great film, isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah. I, when I talk about the TSA, I can only think about right, that, that guy. guy. Motherfucking TS, motherfucking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, folks, and again. Coming out after yeah, it's a shame I it just didn't win put, the, the Academy Award. I just <laughs> well, I just put a hundred dollars on Get Out to win Best Original Screenplay. Oh, that starters. I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to put fifty bucks on Get Out to win it all. Wow. Have you seen The Shape of Water? No, I it stinks. Seen it. Yeah, I know he's your boy. No, I'm not a huge fan of him. It's, it's fine. You don't like Pan's Labyrinth? I, no, I like Pan's Labyrinth, but this know. movie stinks. All right, it stinks. Three billboards, very good. That was great. Very good. That was good. But Get Out is best picture worthy because wow. it's new, it's different. And think about this guy. This first of all, first of all, think about this. Okay. <laughs> Last year, there's an uproar. Right. Because they don't have enough black people right. nominated. Black this, black that, too many white folk. One year later. They've forgotten everything about black people, and it's all about women. <laughs> right. They just push the black people aside, <laughs> which, meanwhile, this guy should be winning everything. I understand. He should, then they're like, no, they'll probably give it to Greta Gerwig. Right. That movie stinks. I mean, it doesn't stink. It's it doesn't not, stink. Yeah, but it's not, it's not Best Picture, right. and it shouldn't win Best Screenplay. This guy's screenplay is yeah. the most imaginative thing we've seen in years. I agree. A new way to make a <laughs> horror picture, a new way to talk about racism right. with amazing performances, and laugh out loud comedy. But isn't that all the reasons why it's not going to win? Because of horror comedy? I mean, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And that's the problem with the goddamn system. <laughs> well, right. But. Oh, but what if it does? You know, if it died, God, oh, I wish, I hope when people are listening to this, that that happened. Because, you know, that Moonlight was way upset last time. So right. I'm like, why not put some money? I put 50 bucks. It, it's like plus 800 to possibly win it all. Wow. So you win, you know, a lot of money. Wow. Uh, but I mean, I'm telling you, if they give, if they give that to Greta Gerwig, if yeah. the best original screenplay, because it's got to go to either one of them. Well, it could go to three billboards, right? That's what it's saying, right? Right. But let's say it goes to either Greta Gerwig or Jordan Peele. Then, then there's there's such full of bullshit in Hollywood because <laughs> they completely forgot about last year. Whoa. They're complaining, black people, black people. It's all about white people, and then they just forgot. Like, no, no, it's about women. It's about women. I mean. 
you know, it's Hollywood. They don't give a shit. I, just, that's the thing. Let alone, <clears throat> clearly they don't give a shit. Otherwise, they wouldn't let Mel Gibson back <laughs> in, in the, the vicinity of wherever they're giving an Oscar. Right. Some, I mean, and so did you hear what Gary Oldman said about... No. Mel Gibson, he goes, well, a great guy. He, just, hey, he had a little bit too much to drink. You know, everybody hates the Jews. <laughs> He's pretty much saying all that. Did and he then he everybody? came back and he goes, you know, I saw some of my comments in, in print, just like the Pink Moose thing. <laughs> they, they might have looked a little racist and anti-Semitic, so... I hope you still vote for me for best actor. <laughs> I think he's he's probably going to win, but it would be if it's because of these comments. I mean, right. it's worth taking a shot at Willem Dafoe. Right. <laughs> anyway, we, we, so you've seen. What do you think? Uh, I, no, I mean I agree with you. Get Out's amazing. Yeah. I mean it's such a brilliant movie, but it's just hard for me to picture that. Everything else is a joke. When you have something, plus that movie came out in March. So right. think about the staying power of that. And that movie, if you go to see it now. Lives up to the hype. Yeah, it's great. Everybody it's said great. it was great. It lives up to the hype, and none of those movies do that. I, I like Three Billboards a lot. I thought Me it was too. a great movie. Me too. I have no problems with it winning but, Best Picture, but boy, would it be great to give yeah. it to something like that, you know, something just... I didn't, I didn't realize I didn't realize you can now have up to, what, 10 movies or they whatever? They started that about 10 years ago. Yeah, but I didn't, but they I didn't did it realize. because people were complaining. Like, right. how come... Wonder Woman's not nominated. You right, know, I mean, right. finally they were like, "Well, we'll do this." I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so but stupid. But then you have so many movies, and it's a lot of work. yeah. They just do those. I mean, why isn't Wonder Woman nominated or something? I don't know. Right. Well, it ain't that great. I mean, it's okay. I didn't. But that's yeah, the thing. That's the thing because there's so few women directors. You're right. like Wonder Woman's the greatest movie ever. Lady Bird's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, these are subpar movies. They're, yeah. they're 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 very entertaining. Yeah. Now Lady they Bird do is the okay. job. Yeah. Right, so you feel the same way about yeah, Lady Bird. Yeah, it was okay. Meanwhile, was I know two 17-year-olds that thought it was the greatest movie they've ever well, right. seen. If right, I thought that when I was watching it. I'm like, if I were a 17-year-old girl, this would be my favorite movie Especially ever. a Catholic girl, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, I get why it has like value. Like, It's really great as a girl who's 17 to see something yeah. that you're like, oh my we God. We can appreciate the performances right. and stuff like that. I mean, that Sasha, Sasha Ronan, whatever her name is. Yeah, they were all she'll good. She'll be around forever. They're Laurie Metcalf's great. great. I always liked her. I've seen her on Broadway a couple times, too. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with the movie, but it's right. just not an amazing movie. Yeah, no, it's, and, and you know, but the hype, the hype, right. you know, just like because I, I even had Larry Moss here, you know, talk. Oh my God, if you <laughs> don't see Lady Bird, you're doing a disservice to yourself. <laughs> and then, so I had to go see it because he's, you know, I mean, I trust his opinion. You know, we right. just see all the shows together and you know, I was just like, yeah, because even Vince, he even had Vincent fooled. <laughs> I don't know these guys. I mean, they're older than me by twenty years, and they thought it was the greatest movie ever. So wow. I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't see Get Out. Yeah. And I was thinking about, you know, horror movies never win. Right. Uh, but then I was thinking Silence of the Lambs won. And it's the exact same scenario in many ways, except it's more realistic. It's not more, it's not right. supernatural. Right. But that movie also came out in March. Probably one of the last ones to come out in March. Right. And have lasting power to win it all. But back then, was it, you know, that whole like the fall movies and the spring movies and was that still true? Like, if yeah, you go no, they back, still did it like back the then. The Godfather came out in the fall, and like Annie Hall came out. You know what I mean? Like, even well, Woody Allen doesn't care, right? I just mean but like they, if you look at the still history made of the movies. Oscars, do they usually even like? I know back then, yeah, it's like twenty years ago, it. they were still doing it. Yeah, that's why they even said they said, "Wow, a movie that came out in March." Right. Yeah, they still were putting out the stuff in December. I wonder when that started. I don't know. Maybe right. the eighties. Yeah, they just put out the. I don't Oscar remember bait. them being so savvy, like in the seventies, or like that really matters. Yeah, the se- so well, the Godfather in the seventies. I mean, the first Godfather came out definitely in the summer, right. you know, or something. I, I think because I just remember it at our local movie theater. It was there for six <clears throat> months. Right. Six months. You know, we just drive by it, the Godfather, Godfather, Godfather. I'll never forget. And I probably said on the podcast before the day it changed, driving by, and you know, we were like, "What the, what the 
fuck is playing against Sam? (laughs) What the hell? Because it just all you know all this all of a sudden it was gone. You know, like but six months. It was the longest thing I've ever seen there. Yeah, yeah. And then played against Sam was there for like really. I thought played the Woody Allen movie. Yeah, that came after the Godfather. Oh, Think about that. That's crazy. Diane Keaton and both of them. <laughs> How about that, huh? That's crazy. Well, you know, she did what I was talking about. Um, it's so funny. We're, there's another great example. Uh, I'd been talking about women like Sigourney Weaver. Again, you know, I always talk about her. Right. Aliens or gorillas and this, whatever it is. And working girl in the same year. Right. Uh, right. right so she's doing the heavy drama or, or ridiculous action nominated for both. Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress right. in the same year for a comedy and a drama. Right. And that's badass. And, and I was saying if Allison Williams in Get Out could do a classic comedy, <laughs> she would have done this amazing feat <laughs> right. to, be in the, to be a terrifying villain. Right? Right. right. I, I mean, you could say that about her. I mean, I never thought much of her as an actress, but I mean, Jesus, right. you yeah, know, and, was... then, and then to be in a classic comedy where she would have, <laughs> she would have it all. So there it is. Diane Keaton does The Godfather. Right. And then she just played against Sam in the same year. Wow. That's kind of impressive. I then I think she did Godfather 2 and maybe that, was it Looking for Mr. Did she even Mr. Looking for Mr. Goodbar? I don't remember that That's one. Her, there, I remember the movie. There's one, I no, I, that could be the same year she does Annie Hall, um, you know, where she plays a teacher that loves having sex. Right. And then, you know, she gets like murdered or something. You know, like, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's like it's, it's the opposite of Annie Hall. But Diane Keaton, we know, does that kind of stuff. Well, she has. That's badass shit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, people don't do that anymore. As I was saying, first of all, a lot of people don't make two movies a year. Right. But, I mean, think, you know, I'd like to see somebody like Jennifer Lawrence do something like that. You know, you'd like to see your your actresses pull off something like that. Men do it all the time. Right. But women don't do it that much. Well, there are not that many great roles. You got to, that's the other thing. That's why, you know, what they're doing to Woody Allen, and I get some of it. But you women are backing yourself into a corner. That's the guy that the only guy that writes roles for women, you dummies. I get it. I get it. But maybe you should just take it back when it comes to him because he's the only one that writes roles for women. Is he like even women can't seem to write roles for women that work? Did uh, I know I, that sounds horribly sexist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was one. I haven't followed it. Like he released Wonder Wheel, right? Did that get? panned? And, like, uh, well, it didn't get panned. It's just nobody liked it. Oh, okay. so but like, hey, but you know, uh. Kate Blanchett won, what, two years ago? Right. You know, I mean, right. the Blue Jasmine was amazing. Right, it was. I mean, the guy's still putting out quality work. And I never saw Cafe Society, but I heard it was very good. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it either. So that was a year ago. Right. So he's still making really good movies, right? So, um, and he still completely is the only male that writes roles for women really well, clearly, as the Oscars have proven. Um. So, so now everybody like that, Peter Sarsgaard, I think his name is, and he mm-hmm. was in Blue Jasmine. Now he's like, now I won't work with them anymore. You know, I mean, it's, I, I, everybody's coming out, but I don't. It's this Ronan Farrow. He's, he's very right. he's very persuasive. <laughs> he and the funny thing is, like, I'll be like, I can't believe this. You know, I can't believe this. I know he married a stepdaughter. I get that. But they seem to be in love. I can let that go. To start with the touching part, um, there's no proof. Right. There's no proof. It's his and hers words. So right. until I... You know, get no, I, the, I, somebody comes out and says this and there's proof. I'm not going to sit here and bash one of the greatest filmmakers ever. The Roman Polanski thing? Right. Yeah, he <laughs> raped a girl. We right. know it for a fact. Right. But this one, we don't know. It's a he says, she says. We know Mia Farrow's a little crazy. However, right. I'm so susceptible 
If Ronan Farrow was here, he's very handsome. He's obviously <laughs> very bright. If he was here telling me why Woody Allen's an asshole, <laughs> okay. I, I, I'd be on this podcast the next week going, that Woody Allen, he's got to, this guy is a bad at mother, you know, he's got to go. It's over. He could convince me. Right. I know it. So I think that's what he's doing to other people in the circles he hangs out in. Right. He must be convincing the biggies. Yeah. You know, they all want to be friends with him. He's very intelligent. Yeah, so yeah. if somebody who's really smart yeah. tells I, you something. I mean, it's, I agree. Like, you know, I don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened, right? But, like, when you're talking about Mia Farrow, who's just as crazy just as, as he crazy, is. Just as crazy, yeah. Like Plus, crazy um, people. I don't know if you heard the clip in maybe late 90s, early 2000s when this started coming out. He said, you know, she told me she um, has a plan to mess me up, right. to, to fuck with me or something like that. You know, he said that. Right. So I, I don't know why everybody's giving it to him. It's because of the daughter. Well, thing. yeah, yeah. But let's try and take that out of the mix. <laughs> so then what? But they're clearly in love. They're right. still together. Right. If you see Wild Man Blues, you get it. Right. <laughs> totally. So can I recommend watching that movie? Yeah, it's a great movie. And then you'll see totally that they understand. really right. dig each other. Or even if they don't, they seem to be very compatible. Right. She's not unhappy. Right. Uh, so if you're only talking about the other thing where there's no evidence, you're yeah. this is not cool. Yeah. No, and no. also, I'm putting it out there. I would be very happy to work with you, Woody. Very <laughs> happy. So if no one else is going to work with you, I have no problems with that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm going to do my... Uh, Tony Roberts, when I saw him in an interview after he hadn't been working with Woody for a while, Woody, please call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. Uh, yeah, well, if you where, does he still live here? Does he still wander around with his, his fisherman hat or whatever? Does he still live in Manhattan? Well, I don't, Are yeah, you I kidding? Mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, he was kind of working in other countries for a while. He was working there. You know he's he never leaving well, here. I, I mean, know, it was amazing that he made that break where he started working in other countries. No, he's completely back here, I so think. So you, you you can just go find him. You look for his little fisherman hat. Yeah. You can no, I've seen him walking around before. Bump into him. I think. I remember... My friend Evan Cutler, like 15 years ago, ran into me. He goes, I was on the street, and I saw this old man. And that was back then, you know. Right. Just like when, uh, you know, Lisa, called, uh, when that uh, her boyfriend came in and saw me <laughs> sleeping with her. And, the, right. you know, like, and, and I saw this old man <laughs> sleeping with my girlfriend. Um, so that was the introduction to the podcast. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I was just, I'm sorry. I was thinking of um, other stuff. I was looking at my stuff. Uh, first of all, Crashing has been picked up for another season. Oh. Now, as you may or may not remember, I sat down with Judd Apatow <laughs> and his daughter, where he said in front of his daughter and his assistant to me, I would be in the third season. <laughs> so that is, I'm just saying, that's a big meatball out there. It's just like it's a big matzo ball. Right. Um, so we got picked up. So my friend Steve Charlotte, who I adore, and we've written together in the past, and he just finished writing for Ballers on HBO. Mm -hmm. We were surrounded by morons together. Right. Uh, asked me, he was submitting for Crashing. He goes, can you, would you mind, you know, do you think you could call Pete Holmes and tell him to look for my script? I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, what are you talking about? But. I don't know. I thought about it, and I'm like, geez, I really don't want to write Pete and just be like, all of a sudden the news comes and it's like, hey, buddy, what's up? Even though I do that to, to, with everybody because it's right. worth a shot, but I didn't want to call right away, but he needed it done right away because, you know, the, the things when they're filling up the writing staff, they happen fast. Right. 
Were they, was there an, a call for that, or he was just cold called? No, 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 there was a call for it. I see. Yeah, so his, he has an agent. He, he was doing it through CAA. Right. I not see. like just like, hey, I got a buddy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, uh, he's never written for anything before, but I think you'll like him. Right. No, no, he was doing it through CAA, so I just I texted him, and I said, hey, my friend is submitting. He's a great guy. He just finished Ballers. I mean, it's totally legitimate. He just wrote on another HBO comedy. Right. So just you know, keep an eye out for him. He's a good guy, and I think he'd be a good fit. Right. Which, you know, who am I to say? But Pete was very nice, and he goes... Thanks, Jusky. You know, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, congratulations. So then I also, on Tuesday, um, I was doing Tom Papa's show. Yes. And I had a date with Irene's husband, Steve, because yes. we hadn't seen each other in a long time, the guy that owns the pizza place, mm-hmm. Fireman. And we, were, he's like, is it bad if I say I miss you? You know, like, it's so weird <laughs> with guys, you know. And, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be down there Tuesday. Why don't we hang out? But then... Uh, Dave Rath, who's the producer of Crashing, called me. He goes, hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm like, well, I'm going to be down there Tuesday. I figure I can just get everybody together and we can all hang out. Sure. But it wasn't a good match. Uh, <laughs> so Steve and I had a plan to get 10-cent wings at the Red Lion. Uh-huh. 10-cent wing Tuesday nights. Uh, I was just at the Red Lion last week. No, you weren't. And uh, I was when I brought... Um Rich with me. He wanted to see live music. Right? Oh, yeah. So, they have live music there. It was, it was there. on Thursdays. They didn't have any. No, Tuesdays you got to go 10 wings. cent wings. So we went, you know, I was like, geez, this is like a, you know, club. I wasn't expecting that. I don't. Right. I don't know why, especially on a Tuesday. It was, it was hopping. Yeah. Uh, so we first, well, first, so I do the show. I have a beer at the, uh, at the comedy cellar. And then, and then I also told Dave again about, uh, Steve and he was also like, "Oh, I know Steve." And yeah, he just submitted through CAA. Like he knew everything already, so it was good. I mean, I feel bad because in the sense, like, I think it would be bad to have me call him because then they'll think I'm just putting in a guy who's going to be like, you know, it would be good for this, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I am hoping that happens, but then you know, I, you know, I, I'm almost going to tell him like, don't do that because right. then it's so obvious, right? And I got to get my mold in there, you know, right? Uh, plus, the girl that fights for me all the time isn't doing this season, oh, so we'll see. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens, that's happens. good. Let's I'll hope. be angry again, but yeah, we'll hope. You should have. You didn't videotape that thing with Judd. You weren't like, Can no, you just I say that. No, the but song? he knows. His assistant knows, and I'm going to email him and be like, listen, right. listen, you. <laughs> and if I run into Judd again, oh, he'll get a mouthful just like he did that day. And he's, <laughs> that's why he told me to calm down. He's like, calm down. We're going to put you in Thursday. I'm like, all right. So, uh, so I have a beer at the Comedy Cellar, and then I go to the pizza place where you know Steve. He's always like, you have to have a beer. You cannot be sitting here without having a beer, you know, and right. there's always bottles of Coors Light. Right. Bottles of Coors Light right. is nonstop. So we have a beer. And Dave Rath also likes wings, too. So we were excited to, because we could either have the wings at his place, right. the pizza place, which are good, or, but I wanted to try the 10 cent wings. I mean, it's old school. Uh-huh. So I was like dying to go there. It's like 11 o'clock already. Uh-huh. And uh, so we have a beer. Then we have another beer. Well, I do. Dave's not drinking. He doesn't drink. And I have a beer at Steve's place. And then he goes, you want another one? And I have another one. And Dave already, he's so hungry and he gets high. So he's already having a piece of pizza. And then I have a piece of pizza. And I'm like, but I thought we are having wings. But he's like, no, no, we're still having wings. So, <laughs> so then we go over to the Red Lion. And uh, he knows the people there because apparently he's there all the time, which I didn't realize. Um, so then I think I had, they just kept... If the beer was on the bar, they kept shaking it to see if it, what the status was. And of then the, immediately the, replacing it. Oh, I immediately see. Immediately replacing it, whether you asked for it or not. I see. And I don't know whether they were doing that on purpose and that's their job or whether they just know Steve and that's the thing. Uh-huh. So I must have had eight bottles of beer. I mean, really. 
like eight. And then I had 20 wings, which cost me $2. <laughs> uh, I got conf- they were confusing me because I had gotten high a little bit. I wanted to put down $50 <laughs> and, right. and have to bring, what is that, 500 wings? That's a lot of wings. Yeah. I don't know how much, I, but I wanted to be like, slap it on the table. You know? <laughs> I'll have all this in wings, you know. Um, but I really wanted to order 50, even though I didn't want to eat 50, but I just wanted to order 50 wings. Right. But I don't know. They were like yelling at me or something. I don't know. Right. They wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do. Steve. You right. Know? Right. But it's just like, it's that with Steve, it's hard to hang out with him because constantly, constantly <laughs> beer, 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 beer. It's it's yeah, it's a little too much for me. You no, know, he's like, intense, um, and he's how old? He's like, he's older than me. Yeah, he's older. He than could you. be almost sixty. That's, yeah, he's yeah. No, it's amazing how um he can really. He was when I went to Irene's party that summer. It was like that fireman's yeah, party. Yeah, same thing. And he was just I, he was in the pool. He yeah, was out of the pool. He was. But like, he's never real. without a beer, and he no. drinks them fast too. So he must drink like a case of beer when he's at but those he stays, parties. Like I mean, I know he's, he's completely he's, sober. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would never know. Totally, you would never know. Yeah. I was already slurring my words, and I was, like, yelling or whatever. Anyway, he said the bartender, who was really pretty, was like, hey, she's looking to get her green card. She'll probably give you $25,000. And I'm like, would she be okay with consummating? Because uh, I'm not doing it without one consummation at least. Right. And I'm like, yeah, probably. You know. For twenty five, And uh, you can get out of debt and everything. It works. Twenty five is not going to get me out of debt. But, uh, you know, I've spent 50000 in a quicker time. You know, remember when I took it out of my 401k? Right. <laughs> Spent it in like two months. I don't even know on what. I mean, it's not like I bought new clothes or anything. Like I didn't go anywhere. Yeah, just spent it on like living. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I, I don't know where it, it goes. It's just easy to spend in Manhattan. Right. I guess. Well, I put it towards some shows and stuff. You know, like <laughs> that. But um, right. I can't even remember what I bought. I remember the point of taking it out was to do this one show, and then we never did it. Of course, and right. I never put the money back. So. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, you know, my cleaning lady asked me if I wanted to marry one of her friends from Brazil, oh. uh, but she was forty nine already. I'm like, no, fuck that, you know, because I'd probably be up for it, you right. know, like if somebody if, if somebody really pretty. Forty <laughs> nine's like, not bad. Yeah, but I saw a picture of her. Oh, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind if she was you know hot, then right. I'd probably do it. Right. I mean, why? You know, then I could. I mean. All I've ever wanted, really, in my life is, you know, I mean, yes, I want to have a kid and I want to be married. I've always wanted to be married. I've always wanted to be married. Right. But at this point, it would be funnier to have an ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just go straight for the ex And how much would that girl who, you know, the bartender would be like, oh, my God, it's my ex-husband. He just walked in. And like, how are you? <laughs> hey, can you set up my friends with a couple of 10-cent wings? Jeez, I don't have that kind of money. Do you have any 5-cent wings? Right. She's like, you are the cheapest man in a... Hey, you wanted this to happen. I said, I'll do it for a dollar. I, I mean, she was really hot. I was like, I, I don't you need 25 It's not that easy these days. Like, the, the marrying thing, like, that scam doesn't work very well. we'd have to get well. to know each other very yeah. well. It'd be real... You'd have to, like, learn each other's, like... And then they do this... It's almost like the newlywed game, right? You have, like, these contests where you have to fool... I would like that. I would like that. So you're studying, like, what kind of... Well, then I'd just start doing her accent, too, which would be hilarious. <laughs> well, a lot of times, you know, I just thought... Well, if I lo- looks, I love her. Okay, <laughs> is that enough for you? He's like, why are you using that accent? What accent? <laughs> this is the way I talk. I'm a Jew from Ireland. <laughs> now, if I could just get a smear of cream cheese, I will go away. <laughs> Let me give me a smear and good Shabbos to you. A good Shabbos to you, <laughs> and happy Purim, Memo. Oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't have to move my car today, thanks to you guys. You, Appreciate oh, it. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, you know, I went to this bagel place on Saturday. 
and bought some tiny homotashin and they stunk. I don't know how they don't know how to make homotashin. Probably only my mother and my sister do. Right. They can't make it right. What's a homot? What? A homotashin. Yeah. It's like a, one of those. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of those tricorder hats. You know, it looks like one of those revolutionary hats, but oh, it's got that's prune a, inside. They, oh, right. It's <laughs> like not a prune you, filling. Okay. The prune is actually the best. In this one particular scenario, the prune is actually the best. This is like Halloween, right? This is like yeah. Jew Halloween, right? Yeah, that's so right. So is there like parties going on right now that we're missing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to be a part of that? Uh, I, I was in one once, and it was really fun when you yell at, uh, what's his name? Heyman. Heyman, right? And yeah. you yell at you him. You use the broggers. Yeah. And you like make all that. I was like, yeah, he good. was like the Hitler of his time. <laughs> right. And he was all right. Right. And he's a fun guy. Yeah, it's King Ahasuerus. Right. And, his, and, he, and he married a girl that wasn't Jewish, Esther, but everybody loved her, so they let it go. Right. Because she was hot. It's like, that's all it takes. Prejudice goes away it's when true. somebody's hot. It's true. So let's say I hate black people. Or, no, let me reword this. Uh, <laughs> this is coming out the wrong way. But let's say I'm really prejudiced and I hate black people. If Rihanna wanted to go out with me, am I going to hate black people? Right. I'm not even going to think about it. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, my God, she's so hot. I love her. And that's funny. It's, people are only prejudiced against ugly people. Um, that's what it comes down to. That might be true. I would. I love. I mean, how about some of those Indian girls, right? Like, it's like if you hate Indians, but then you see some of these beautiful <laughs> Indian girls. I'm like, God, Indian people are great. They're great. <laughs> it's all prejudice. Is only they don't like ugly. That's <laughs> all it is. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, sure, people hate Jews, but if you see somebody ridiculously hot, like n- nobody hates Natalie Portman. I mean, I do because I don't care for her acting. But <laughs> right. I mean, let's face it. If she was here right now, I'd be like, you're the greatest, and I hate <laughs> Jews. I really do, but look at you. But look I mean, or M- Mila Kunis is even a better example. Right. But would you hate them after you, you know, had sex with them for a few months? And but that's dating? a total Dave Juskow reason. Right. That has nothing to do with them, you know, being <laughs> Jewish. It's right. just like. Oh my God, that girl's so hot. I'm not even going to think about her being Jewish tonight. I well, just mean, I'd like, like to think it lasts. In a few weeks, you'd be like, eh. I think the KKK would come here and they'd see that if Rihanna was coming on to them. They'd right. be like, listen, um, <laughs> I know I've said some horrible things, but I, I didn't mean any of them. Right. I, I've just never met anybody like you before. Right. I think that's all it takes. Maybe that's true. That'll there, solve it. There's all. this. Eh, I'll tell you another time. But uh, speaking of Jews, actually, I have this article I read. Um, there's the uh, the people f- the there's a basketball team for Yeshiva University. Okay. The the Maccabees, uh, <laughs> and they're they won their first NCAA berth, uh-huh. like in their Division three okay. tournament. So you know they play like Ithaca, right. or something. Maybe right. Fitch, Fitchburg State. Fitchburg State. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So they got in their first tournament and they're doing really well. But it, and they're wearing yarmulkes. So they have a picture. Look at the picture. The guys in the yarmulkes going up shot. These black guys are like, what? The fuck! <laughs> like you see their faces. They're like, "This is not happening." Yes, they beat they that can. team. <laughs> can you imagine being black That's and like hilarious. the one place where you're you don't have to worry about Jews is on the basketball court? You know? <laughs> wow, <laughs> they probably hate everybody. That's you know? really funny. So they're um, they're taking that away from them. Uh, but the thing is, they also have to fix the schedule. Like they're right. not allowed to play on Friday nights. They had to. They had to fix oh, the schedule right, so that right, it right. like messes with the tournament and stuff like that, which is kind of annoying. Right, right. But they're letting it go because it's never happened before. So they're like giving them a break. Now they say, and they remember they don't practice, you know, for Saturdays, no practice or anything. Right, you know? right. But their next game is this Saturday night. After um, Sunday. Yeah, but, mean, but they won't be able to practice before right, or right. anything. You know, they just have to 
I don't even know how they, what do they show up at like nine o'clock? Yeah. I mean, they have to, I mean, they're lucky sundown is pretty much at 630, but is the game at seven? I don't know. How late can the game be where they have to get there and everything? That is a good It's kind of interesting. They don't have that. That's the kind of stuff I want to know about. I've never heard of such a thing before. I didn't even know the Yeshiva University had a basketball team. That's impressive. There is nothing funnier than these guys with the yarmulkes (laughs) on, right? I mean, how funny is that picture? It's a good, looks like an Onion article. But guys, if you if you see this and the black guy is like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, it looks it, like like an onion art. You're right. absolutely right. right. Yeah, it's funny, just right? Pasted it on. That's pretty impressive. That they. I wonder what what happened. They had a good coach or something. Yeah, I don't know. They just, well, they just came together and they're just and and they get they get it from the when they're away. Yeah. Oh my God, they get they're like, hey, hey, kikes, you know, like, they get. <laughs> oh, they in and the that south brings them together. Well, I don't <laughs> think they go to the south, but I'm, even right. at Fitchburg State, you know, they're gonna, be, you know, right. anywhere you go besides right. Manhattan <laughs> is gonna be bad. I'm, I'm trying to think where they went. If it says uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they said all the alums have been calling from like Thailand and South Africa. Wow, you know, I can't believe you're going so well. Aha. Like, <laughs> the mayor asked him to stop by City Hall. Well, he's just being polite. But right. uh, <laughs> players are all Jewish. Many of them observe, and some wear yarmulkes during. Some just wear yarmulkes during games. That's interesting. They have Hebrew and Talmudic studies in the morning. They start at six a.m. No, they have a six a.m. practice. Right. Because they have Hebrew and Talmudic studies in the morning, followed by their regular academic classes in the afternoon. So some days don't end till ten p.m. They can't practice or play games from the time the sun sets Friday until sets on Saturday. And the entire program shuts down for that 24-hour period. Wow. That's so, great. But if the Maccabees prevail, on, uh, they have, wait, they're scheduling the first round for Friday against your college at 1 p.m. Right. So if they win, their next game is Saturday night. They're rescheduling it for Saturday night. Wait, can they? Oh, right, right. Saturday night, right. But they won't be able to practice or anything so like that. So theoretically, like if they started a game like Friday I guess this will never At happen. one, if they go into like uh, overtime. 100 overtimes, they're just going to have to call it a draw. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll be screwed. Yeah. Right. I mean, one o'clock isn't really good enough, but uh, they're going to try. Wait, I want to see where they um, where they talk about the anti-Semitism. Uh, just been, uh, the players, they say it in just the right way, you know. It's... Um, Oh, the team has still had to deal with anti-Semitism. They'll hear nasty comments at road games and cruel chants from opposing fans, according to Steinmetz. But Yeshiva is used to that as motivation, getting even by proving their doubters wrong. Right. Uh, That's really one of my favorite things to do when I'm playing pickup or I'm with my team wearing our yarmulkes and fans start laughing at us. I mean, we would (laughs) laugh. How much David Tell and I would be sitting there dying laughing. Right. Right. Uh, and once the game starts and their smile fades away, there's no better feeling than that, being able to change their mind about Jews not being able to be athletic. I thought, I thought it ended <laughs> being mind, change their mind about Jews. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, being athletic, being athletic. Because, yeah, I mean, that's the, the greatest line in the movie Airplane. Uh, here's a pamphlet on famous Jewish sports legends. <laughs> yeah, but it is... It is uh, that's fascinating. You know, I've been reading um, Bible st- comic book. Bible stories to you Varen. Have? Yeah, to Varen. Oh, to Varen? Because she, she was curious about, you know, she gets into these debates on the bus now, theological debates with these kids. She's eight, right? She's eight, right? And Your she, daughter. Eight, right. And they're like, there's a couple like really religious kids on the bus and they like start shoving like God in her face and she's kind of like, give Wait, me What proof. school is she going to? Just regular public school. Oh. They just happen to be like Catholic or whatever. And she's really skeptical. She's like, well, I don't have any proof, so why should I believe in this? And they're like... 
And they're like, no, he's all around you. He's like, have you ever seen him? And then they, they get into these arguments. It's hilarious. They're in second grade. They get into these debates. But, like, I try to, like, you know, but she, she comes home. She's like, I don't understand these people. Like, why would you believe that? It's so stupid. Right? Like she, How are you raising her? Like, you, you just, don't take her to church or anything no, like that, No, right? no. You don't, she doesn't go to biblical school or, I mean, no. I mean I'm not biblical, but, you know, church school or Hebrew school. Or no, but I'm, I've always, like, read her, like, stuff from all over. Like, we read, like, a Buddha, like, the story of Buddha. When yeah, she you know what? Young. So like so she's just reading all this. I just stuff. thought about that that you're not raising your kids in any way like your kid like any way like that. Right. Which is so interesting because that's always the way I've wanted to raise my kids with no religion, and let them choose when right. they get old whatever right. they want to do. Um, you know that's where my sister's very two faced. Uh, you know Jew Jew Jew, and then um, you know she marries a guy that's not Jewish. <laughs> she's like, no, I gotta raise my kids Jewish. Gotta raise my kids Jewish, just like um, you know Lee's wife, you know Laura. She's right. like, no, I gotta raise kids Jewish. <laughs> right. He's like, but I make two million dollars a year. However, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, my sister raised the kids Jewish, like, right. you know, got the bar mitzvah, very important, very important. Meanwhile, she's, you know, having bacon in the morning and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's, right. and then she's like, wait, you don't want to go to Hebrew school anymore after your bar mitzvah? Like, why should we? Look at you. <laughs> right. Oh, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. What's the, who cares? You know, in Hebrew school, what a horrible time that I, I can't, my mother, you know, my mother was so Jewish. It was just so horrible. Uh, just all that Hebrew stuff, I think. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, sometimes I think about it. And, you know, I, I don't mind, be, well, it, being Jewish does stink, but, um, you know, my next life, I'd like to try something else. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, just that, I was thinking about Hebrew school the other day and just being in it and how well, stupid what's, it Well, here's what's so weird is, like, the stories, like, you read the stories and, like, you're, as an adult, you're like, wait, this doesn't make any sense, right? And of course, she's because she wasn't raised that way. She's hearing the story. And she's like, "Well, this is crazy. Like, God sounds like an asshole, right? Because he's yeah. he's like punishing people for like the dumbest. Like, I, I it yeah, was... I want you to kill this guy until <laughs> I say stop. Right? No, but there was this one that made me really laugh because I read these as a kid because you know my parents were religious, and now I read them as an adult. I'm like, I never thought of it that way. Like, you know, Moses has been taking the Jews across the desert for ages, right? And they're all all they do is bitch and moan, yeah. and then they like. <laughs> He God fig, helps them out, and then they're like they believe in again for like a week, and then they get bitch and moan again. So like they finally reach the promised land, and they bitch and moan about that. So God's like, well, now you can't. Now you you have to wait. You can't go in right now because to like show teach them a lesson or something. So they're stuck in the desert, kind of wandering oh, around. Well, that's the same story. I mean, you're just saying they've been stuck wandering. In the desert no, but for they 40 reached years. Canaan or Canaan or whatever, and then he wouldn't let them in, right? Because because Moses was like, "All right, let's go get him," and they're like, "Oh, oh that's those... right." He made them walk around in circles for forty years or something. Yeah. So so they're like wandering around yeah. until God like says it's okay. And they can come in, right? And so like in the meantime, you know, they have no food, they have no water. So they there's this one story where like they have no water and they're all they need water and so Moses is like, "All right, all right." So he prays to God and God is like, "Go to that rock and like tell the rock to spit out water." There's some it, soda right? over there. Right, pretty much. So he walks <laughs> over to the rock, but he's so sick of them bitching and moaning that instead of saying to the rock you know, spit out water. He just hits it with a stick. It's like the Fonz. He just kind of like hits it, right? <laughs> and then like the thing spits out water. I never heard that story. This is crazy. And then this is a part that's crazy. And then God is like, you didn't do what I told you. So fuck you. You can't, you'll never see the promised land. You will die without seeing the promised land. Okay. This is the actual story <laughs> from what we've been told. Right. It's in the Bible. The, I looked it up. The reason he did it was to have a generation die because he didn't want people to know about slavery. Wait, huh? The reason why he had them wander around is because he wanted them all to die out, all the adults. Oh. So they, so nobody would come into the new land 
being a slave, like thinking about slave or ever having been a slave. Oh, that's interesting. That's the reason <laughs> right. that that was apparently done. Right. No, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that Moses is a guy who like he follows God every right. He spends his whole life obeying and having faith. Right. Yeah. He's and the then one he never guy. got to see it. He's and then like, because yeah. he one time loses his temper yeah, and yeah. hits a rock. That's it. Yeah, he gets He's like, angry. Tough yeah. shit. Well, those Bible things. I mean, <laughs> it seems I mean, little... listen, I've always thought I mean, certainly we know all the stories, but. I'm a man of science like you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've always suggested that the Bible, both versions, right, it was written by a guy who was an author and needed right. some money. And, you know, King James went to, I mean, he went to the guy and he goes, hey, we want something juicy. <laughs> we want something good. Right. He made stuff up. Right. I mean, maybe it, there's some truth to it. And then there's the, the nonsense. Right. And, and there's not one thing in my body that doesn't believe that Noah's Ark was a Hurricane Katrina. Right. right. You know, and, and I mean, think about it. If, right. if we didn't know about science, would you not think that God is punishing you? Right. If course. you're on top of your house, you know, <laughs> waiting for a rescue. Right, like, right. Oh, God hates me. I mean, I would think that to this day. Yeah, yeah. You do think that. You actually. do think that. <laughs> right. So. So, yeah, if you don't know anything about science and an eclipse happens or something like that, I mean. How how do you not think that? And how would you not write it down and tell a story? And, right. You know, w- w- in, in Passover, you know, when all the, the the firstborn all die because you know Moses said, I mean, yeah, they they probably all just died of a you know famine or, <laughs> right. or, or, or you know a disease like AIDS or right. something. Maybe it just hit all the the firstborn boys. I don't right. know. You know, maybe they're all gay. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it's it could it's something you know you figure it's something like that. But then it turns into folklore because nobody sure. has a pen. Sure. You know. <laughs> no. Yeah, so they wrote all, it hundreds of years later. They wrote it down. Yeah, you know, were they going to so. write it in a rock? You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like uh, you know a chisel thing and right. yeah. So yeah, a hundred years later they wrote it down. Right. So yeah, and and then you want to exaggerate because you want people to be like. Because I bet it was just like, that's so funny. You know, I think about, I always go back to this one thing with Jim Jim Carrey many years ago in the very early 80s. He was in a, a TV series called The Duck Factory. Huh. I remember it as a kid. Huh. And I always remember the first episode where he was going to write for this new cartoon um, called Duck Something. I don't know what it was. Right. And he went into the office and he was this up and coming, you know, write, kid, writer. And he's like, I want to do a whole overhaul of Duck, you know, and, and I'm going to kill off Dark Duck or something. He goes, what? That's my favorite character, like the boss that was going to hire him. Right. And he goes, uh, what I mean is, because he knew he was in trouble, <laughs> right. he sees his office is full of, like, space exploration. He goes, uh, but wait a minute. Did I mention it takes place in space? And I always remembered that because I'm like, boy, that's so thinking on your feet. And someday right. I want to be like that. And I don't think I, you know, I've tried it, but it, I'm not fast enough to come up with something like that. Um, but there it is. I mentioned right. this guy is, you know, he's writing this thing and they're like, so he just has him walking in the desert. And he goes, nah, but wait, right. he hits a stick with this rock right. and water comes out. Right. Oh, well, that's good. What else? Uh, well, um, the, 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 the whole thing, it, it splits open to the, the sea, right. and then they go, and what is that? That's a tsunami probably that right, happened. Right. The sea parted. Right. And, and, and then it just came back flooding. Right. It was probably a tsunami. Yeah. But you know, you, well, you don't know what that is. Right, right. I mean, so, so why wouldn't I write that down? Right. You are not going to believe what God just fucking did. Right. It's true. It's true. It's fascinating. I mean, you know, you know, you don't want to. I mean, people are so crazy. You know, you know, you don't want to sit here and, and take it. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. Religion stinks. It, you know, religion stinks in that sense where you get too involved. Right. But if it brings people peace and it 
right. brings you a place to belong, you know, then it's different. But when you get yeah. to crazy, like my mother, like the best example, I told her I didn't shower. <laughs> she hates that. She hates it. When my dad died, you're not supposed to shower for seven days. Who isn't supposed to shower? Anybody. Everybody. You're not supposed like to shower. Like immediate you're not... family, you mean? Or yeah, the immediate family. Right. You're not supposed to shower. You're definitely not supposed to shave. Um, you know, to cover up the mirrors, the whole bit, right? But one of them is you're not supposed to shower. Oh. And so my mother's very strict, very strict, but she's like, no, you're showering. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but I'm not supposed to. No, you're showering. <laughs> like, I'm like, you can't pick and choose. Right. right. You either adhere to the law right. or you don't. Yeah, there's a lot now of Now she's going to hell, which we don't believe in. So it Yeah, matter. that's the part I never understood about Jews. Like, I don't get... Like the Christians make sense are very black and white, right? And that's why it's more much more entertaining to go to church, <laughs> right? But I mean, what's so better than that? Like, do like, you do you renounce Satan? You guys don't or is believe renounce, renounce. It, but you do believe in the devil or you don't? No, believe? no, not at all. Not there's no devil because that's all New Testament, right? There's no Satan in the Old Testament. No, because we we I think the Jewish belief is to live for the day, not right. not the afterlife, right? But what? But you guys. But you believe in the old test. Well, not you, but like Jews. The Torah is the Old Testament, right? I thought it was the New Testament. No, the New Testament is the Jesus stuff. Oh, I get confused. So, like, like the story of Job, right? Where he's like, God loves him, and then he makes a bet. I thought he made a bet with the devil, and he's like, the devil's like, oh, I can get that guy to say fuck you. Why are you giving me the finger? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. And like, so wait, the devil's in the Old Testament. I'm just trying to. He I is? never. Yeah, I never understand. Like, well, what I the, know there's that. Uh, there is. A right, name for the devil that they made a play about something. Um, yeah, like, Lucifer. You know, the, uh, no, um, it's Yelzebub. called something, and it, it, it's in Yiddish. Oh. Uh, I can't remember the name. I, there's a name for the devil. So you're, they, there is some sort of belief, but I think that's more maybe the Kabbalah or something like that. I don't I know. See. Like the Yiddish definitely had a, a word for it. and Right. You know, there was definitely a, I, I believe, a very famous Yiddish play about demonic possession and stuff oh, like that and wow. stuff like that. So, it's there. You're right, but um, but nobody goes to hell. Well, I've, they've never heard it mentioned anywhere. That's so interesting. You know, it's it's supposed to be all about life. We don't, you know, whereas the Catholic definitely right. It's all afterlife. Right, right, right. Yeah, which is so much more entertaining. <laughs> it's, like, it's so boring in Temple. It's just so boring. Everything is boring. Everybody's complaining. You know, they're just like. <laughs> And we've been suffering and suffering. And, yeah. you know, the Catholic Church is just much more exciting. You're like, hey, if you're bad, you're going to get a hell. And then you're in big trouble. Yeah, but those Catholic masses were, I would say, as boring as whatever. Oh, my God. That's why every time when I go to a wedding, if they're going to take mass, I won't go. <laughs> Not because I give a crap about the right. church or, you know, or sitting through it. Yeah. It's just I can see my hair in the window. <laughs> I don't know whether it's bothering you if you're staring yeah. at it. Because when I have the headphones on, my hair is like sticking up like a... Jughead? No, like, um, oh, I must say, uh, Ed Grimley. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I don't remember what we're talking about. I'm all over the place. Yeah, it's boring. It's true. I understand. Oh, that's right. Right. So taking mass at a wedding is the worst thing. That, uh, right. That's why the, the one thing the Jews got absolutely right is wedding. You're in and out. Yeah. You're no, in and I, out. Jewish you know, weddings and Jewish funerals are way better than the Christian ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love, I, I, you know. Yeah, Jewish funeral, 24 hours, <laughs> whole thing's over. Yeah. Plus that Shiva thing is brilliant. Now that I've seen it firsthand, having a, a, a family member die, I never understood the purpose. I'm like, seven days? What do you need seven days? It's ridiculous. But it's so brilliant. I remember when my dad died. Yeah. Uh, you know, first time I actually sh- sh- sat Shiva for, you know, when you're supposed to. Right. 
And, you know, you sit shiver for seven days, which is mostly you, you, you say a prayer every night. Some guy comes over, he leaves a prayer. But mostly it's just about having company. Right. But so people come over in the day. They come over at night. By the seventh day, you are so want people to be out of your house and you want to be alone. <laughs> right. It works. Right. You, you've really grieved and you, you, can, you can't wait to be alone. Right, right. It completely works. It's yeah. fascinating. No, I think it was, it's great. And I had yeah, a great I time never understood. Yeah, and it it's super really fun, fun, right? Yeah. I know. I've never had a bad time at a funeral. <laughs> yeah. And even the Catholics, like, you know, what's better than a wake? It's always fun. You usually, right. you know, I mean, it's nice to see the person. I, I like to get a last look. The Jews <laughs> you like, like the to bury casket thing? I like the open casket. I feel that's how you say goodbye to somebody. Right, See right. them in their kind of best way and not in the worst way. You know, like a, <laughs> don't make a <laughs> mother's in like this <laughs> you know you fix them up and they look nice and right right you know that's the way you want to see them right so uh i i like that but that's the jews don't do that they just put you in a box and they put you in the ground immediately even if you're still breathing it's horrible uh, you know it's just, <laughs> you could be pronounced dead but just mostly dead right, right. um that's why i said like listen <laughs> don't do that to me i might come back you don't know how it's gonna end but um yeah, and my dad did. He he wouldn't even buy a coffin. We put him in a wooden box. Did you remember? remember? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a wooden box. Yeah, like a, dirt on it. Really? Yeah. I mean, right, right. But it's just a wooden box. I mean, you could have made it in your backyard. But I, I, I'm with you, him on that. Like that makes sense to me. Like, why it makes would you so get a much big, sense. Fancy... I don't know. I, I'd be nervous. I might. Uh, big, I feel like I'm going to come back to life. I'm going to have to <laughs> pull like an Uma Thurman you know, and like Kill an Bill two or something. You know, is that little AC unit? I'd so probably they... put a TV in there or something. Right, you know, maybe right. a portable. Well, I guess I could have my phone. Um. Yeah. And maybe get a couple of batteries to make sure that, you know, just in case, just in case. Right. Or just throw me in the river. I don't care. Can Jews be incinerated? Is that okay? Like, I can you do the, the uh, Well, thing? I guess because uh, I think they have mausoleums now for that. So Right. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, well, first, I think it's uh, cheaper. Right. So, Makes you know, funerals are so pricey. I don't know how you, I don't know how people afford them. I don't, none of it makes sense to me. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. Like if you think if you're an only child, yeah, you got to just cut the cost. I mean, yourself, yeah. You know, maybe maybe you have a friend that helped. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but why should they? Right, right. I mean, that's got to be so hard. It's true. Yeah, I, I, I don't I just throw me away or whatever. Yeah. Compost me, I think. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you would want. Right. Yeah, for me, I I don't know. You know, and and the bless. Uh, you know, our friend Michelle from the building. You know, her father just died. Right. And I'm like, listen, you need me to come to Connecticut for the funeral? What's the funeral? And I was just, you know, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> and then she's like, no, no, he didn't want a funeral. So we're right I'm like, now that's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great guy. That's the second time I've heard of a person that doesn't want a funeral. Right. Boy, that is so nice to do because what's more inconvenient than a funeral? <laughs> right. Because a funeral is so inconvenient because it happens so quickly. Right. You, you, know, you know, you can't plan ahead with it. Right. Um, and uh, it's so interesting. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you know this guy, Barry Crimmins. No. He was a comedian. Oh, the Boston guy. Yeah. Yes. He died today. Yes, that's right. You yes, heard that. Yes, yes, Now, the funny thing is, I had a run-in with him about a year ago. Really? At the Comedy Cellar. Me and Natterman, we were kind of rude to him. <laughs> we were kind of laughing in his face. Like, who the hell is this guy? This guy, he's really annoying. Yeah, yeah. He's, kind of, he's complaining about everything. Who the fuck is this guy? So then I saw his documentary. In documentary. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. The Bobcat Goldwaith made yes, it, right? Yes, yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I, so I came home and watched the documentary because I, I kind of remembered the guy from the 80s, but I was like, eh, I don't right. really remember him at all. Because he was very like, you know, maybe he was on one HBO. He's probably like me, you right. know, like where people remember me from <laughs> one television appearance, you know. So, uh, but all the Boston people knew him, just like the New York people know me. So, right. you know, same thing probably. Right. So I watched this documentary and 
then I felt horrible, like about being mean to him, because then there was a reason for his anger. Right. And it is so fascinating because every documentary should have this, this in it. I, I was to tell you, I believe he was raped by a priest. That would make uh, sense which you being f- in Boston. Right. 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 And if that's not the case, then is somebody was being raped by the priest and he stopped it. Or I think his sister stopped him being raped by the priest, like came down the stairs and stopped somebody. But he still happened and all this, something really bad like that happened. Right. And that makes uh, that is a documentary right. where you were not seeing that coming. Right. And that's the only reason a person should have a documentary. Right. Because I thought I should have a documentary. But no, until you have something devastating like that, yeah, yeah. you don't deserve a documentary. Everything else is boring in comparison. Right. Nobody's lived a life right. until something like that fucked up happened to you and you're able to somehow. But I don't think he was ever able to get over it. Right. He was a mess. Right. He was very angry. I think that's why the reason he didn't make it. It stuck with him. Like you watch that movie Spotlight. You see how fucked up those people are later in right. life. Right. And, uh, you know, it is Spotlight. It's the exact same story. Boston, the whole thing, right. you know. Right. Totally. He was one of those victims. Right. And I didn't know that when we were talking to him. Obviously, he's not going to bring it up, <laughs> I guess. Um so that's why the documentary completely worked for me. I did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. I was very shocked. Yeah, I remember his name like when I was like... Right, you would because you're from there, school, yeah. So, but I never really... I, you know, well, there nobody was, knows. There was no internet, you know, so it was like... Yeah. Unless you were really in the scene, which I, I wasn't at the time. Yeah, it was so surprising. I mean, he was only in his 60s. I mean, he didn't look healthy, but he didn't... Right. He was young, and he was just making a little tiny comeback in a way, whatever right. that is. And, right. And he just died. I just heard about it today on the uh, Norton Show. Yeah, yeah, no, that was crazy. Some friends of mine met, but you know, uh, Bobcat makes amazing movies. He's great. He's a what great else filmmaker. has he done? Well, he made that Windy City Heat. Wait, isn't that Windy the City Jimmy Heat. Kimmel one? Yeah, but it's oh. he directed it, and it's. I thought that kid directed it. That they got. No, no, they he directed it. Oh, he directed because of a phony movie, right? That well, the kid he, thought he was making a movie. Was that what it was? Right. So yeah, you got it. It's on YouTube. You, it's it's the most amazing thing ever. It's such a great movie. So like. It's the whole thing's a prank on this one guy. Right, Perry, that's what right? I thought. Right. Okay. So, so he has, so he plays a director. Bobcat plays a director of this fake movie. Okay. And he's got a, a quote unquote making of documentary crew that's like filming the making of this film, but it's actually the real film. Okay. Right. And so Perry is just put from one stupid horrible situation to another just to humiliate. But did he him. write it? How did the kid get chosen? Was he acting in it or was okay, he directing? So there's, there's these three guys. These, this, I thought he was the director of the movie. No, no, he was the main star. Oh, he right? was the star. Okay, right. And so these two, it's like three guys that have a podcast that Kimmel's like a big fan of and and friends with, right? Yeah. And so the two guys are always fucking with the third guy. So they decided let's make a movie where we fuck with this guy. So the other two guys are in the movie as like extras and like co-stars. Uh-huh. And Bobcat is like the quote unquote director. And then so they're just constantly. Fucking, you know, like there's this one scene where like Perry, he's playing a detective in Chicago and he's tied up. <laughs> That's hilarious. They tie him up, you know, he's like, and they're like, okay, in this scene, and he's t- they tie him up for real. And he's like, in this scene, you know, the thugs are interviewing you. And he's like, okay, you're going to hit him with a bat. Now, so there's two bats. There's like a rubber bat, which is blue, and like an aluminum bat, which is red. So the guy's got the aluminum bat. And he's like, okay, but when you hit him, you got to switch to the other bat, okay? He's like, yeah, got it, got it. It's like having a machete. 
like as your guy. That's right, how right. he plays it. He's like, I got it, I got it. So of course, every time he's about to hit him, he switches to the. He, he forgets to grab the rubber bat, and he's gonna hit him, and he's scaring the shit out of Perry, who thinks he's gonna get smashed. Yeah. So I mean, they, they just he keep keeps doing... telling him to stop, or what? well, no, I mean, he, he never hits bats. him. He never oh. hits him, but he always and they're like, and so he's always just about to hit him or whatever. I mean, they just fuck with him. But the thing That's is, you hilarious. realize he's such an asshole, like that he deserves. You don't feel. Oh, bad the kid's for him. an asshole. Oh, good. Oh yeah, oh, that makes he's, me feel he's better. Racist and homophobic. Oh, and perfect. So then you just you realize he totally deserves oh the and at the movie. end of the movie does he find out no he never finds oh, out he never finds and then out they're going to the premiere so you screening. have to know the backstory to understand well you know from the beginning that the whole thing is just a big prank how do you guy. know well because i think they set it up i think oh, okay, okay tells you at the beginning i was gonna say you kind of have to know the backstory. yeah 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 no so you're just amazed at how much they push this guy right like they're, they're trying to get to the premiere and they get in the, and of course it, it's like him and his two friends, and they get in the limo, and they're like, "Ah, oh, let's just get some Slurpees at the Seven Eleven." He's like, "We're gonna be late, you know." And they like, stop and get Slurpees, and then they get stuck in traffic, and the driver goes the wrong way. And of course, <laughs> I mean, it's like the whole thing is crazy, but it's so well done. That sounds hilarious. It's so oh, well done. Now I'm dying to see that movie. He's amazing. And then he did this movie called World's Greatest Dad with with, and I don't even oh. like Robin Williams, but he like, oh, Robin, oh, but but it's Robin it's Williams. really good. If Bobcat will go with wrote it and directed it. It's so really? good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a great movie. Huh. He's really talented. What's I didn't he working know. on now? I have no idea. But And then he made the documentary. Like, everything he's done that I've seen is great. And he did sleep with Nikki Cox in her day. <laughs> and that was a good deal. She was so hot. He's done it all. He really had. That's the best achievement you can have, you know? Right. Like, if I had ever slept with Megan Fox. Right. Like, well, even now. But even back then. Right. Really wouldn't have to do that much with my career because I'd be known with sleeping with Megan Fox in her heyday. That you would be the guy. Yeah. Um, As a man, an ugly man, to do something like that is really the only miracle you need in life. Right. To Then you don't have to. It's like um, that Adam Sandler movie where he sleeps with his teacher uh, when he's a kid. It was so funny. Um, That's my boy. Oh, I never saw it. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's, like, it's a good Sandler movie. And uh, then he, you know, he has a kid who's, the, with the teacher right. who's uh, Andy Samberg. Uh, but the best is that he's a living legend right. in his town because he slept with the teacher. Right. So it's the, the opposite of everything we know. <laughs> That's what made him funny. And like he comes in to get a hotel room and this guy's like, he's like the guy won't give him the hotel room because he looks like a, he's sleazy. He's just got, you know, nothing happened to him after school. Right. But he's known, but he's still a living legend. <laughs> he goes to this hotel to get a room or something and this guy, this guy's like, sir, I can't give you anything if you don't have any credit cards, and you don't have any money, and he's like, yeah, but uh, um, whatever. And then this guy pushes him over, like the manager of the hotel. Uh, excuse me, um, sir, we can accommodate you with whatever you need. <laughs> and then he yells at the other guy, when you know, Dan, something comes in here, you give him whatever he wants, you know, like because he he's a living legend. That. So that's always, you know, that's another way to go through life. That's true, which I've never done. Do you think you have a chance with um, Heather Locklear? Absolutely now. This I mean, is this your, is great. This is yeah. I mean, I've always thought maybe I had a chance with her because she likes. Well, actually, she likes pretty boy musicians. So, but I mean, now she's so crazy. Absolutely, this is great. That's why I always thought I had a definite chance with Tatum O'Neill. Right. Um, yeah, I'd still like to go out with those girls. I still find them very attractive. Right. Right. Heather Locklear. Because that would put you on the map. Well, it wouldn't because she's older now. But yeah, it would have years ago. Yeah, I think even now. With, you yeah, know. it's not the same. You know, you want, you, you know, it's like Scott Bayo is the greatest example of all. <laughs> I mean, but he was kind of good looking, you know, so right. it's not the same. But I mean, that guy, oh my God, he was the first to ever have Pamela Anderson. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, off the boat. Well, if you can consider Canada one of those places <laughs> with a boat. You, I mean, yeah. he slept with every hot Baywatch girl, including the Nicole Eckert controversy. Nicole Eckert is so hot. Would you look at Charles and Church? I mean, that's why I started watching. That's why we all started watching the show. You knew she was going to be hot when she grew up. She had this sultriness when she was 15. Right. I mean, it was just so obvious. And then she did become hot. Right. And that's why she did Baywatch. And... I don't know any guy that doesn't believe that she completely seduced him because, I mean, the, you know, I don't – he was very smart. He was not going to sleep with anybody that was under 18. Right. Because he didn't have to. Right. He didn't have to. Right. It was easy for him to wait. He was sleeping with Erica Laniac. <laughs> and, and, and uh, I mean, the list is endless. I'm not even cracking the, the surface, let That's alone right. Liza Minnelli <laughs> twice, which makes him a true living legend. Because then he's just then he's just like no I, I gotta sleep with Lionel I mean come on for the story for the story <laughs> I mean that's a man right. that's a man that's taking one for the team because you just can say you slept with Liza Minnelli it is and a... then every gay man is your <laughs> friend for life so I don't know why they're not all gathering around him and saying stop leave him alone leave him alone what him and Liza shared was special I mean I had Scotty on this very podcast yesterday I can't imagine he'd be mad at Scott Baio. <laughs> Unless that's how they get angry. They're like, how can he penetrate Liza like that? Right, I would think he's kind of... Liza loved him. <laughs> They're still very close. They might be. Yeah, he was all about... Liza will get her moment someday at the Oscars. Did she get her moment someday at the Oscars? No, she never will. Really? No, I'm just kidding. She probably will someday. I just, we were but talking she hasn't about yet? Well, I, he's waiting for... Because Julie Andrews got one a couple years ago. It's so easy. Of course she's going to get one. She'll come out. She'll not, you know, do... Um, Best uh, costume design, and then she'll get a standing ovation. You know, she's Liza <laughs> right, Minnelli, of right. course, and she deserves one. Right, but I mean, I didn't surprise she hasn't gotten that yet. I think she has. I, but he said she came out. Her, her sister, and her brother came out for the 50th anniversary of the Wizard of Oz, uh, and they stood for that. And, you know, but she, he was mad that they were both with her. I see. I mean, you know, this guy's pretty serious. Right. Comes to Liza, you know. <laughs> right. Um, uh, let me just tell you a couple things about the Godfather, and we'll wrap it up here. You know what? This is been an interesting yeah show i'm uh because i really didn't have that much prepared but it's been super fun well, i've had a good time yeah, talking no, this is very you enjoyable. know there's coffee maybe i should not drink coffee if i'm gonna have a guest because i <laughs> really just don't let anybody talk but that's the way the show's always been yes you get it so I you don't totally care. get it um but uh a couple things about goodfellas which um when we air this it'll be that night tuesday march 6th please if you so or please come distance. tonight. Yeah, right? if the, yeah, come tonight. Um, if you're in the uh, vicinity, this comes out in the morning. So if you're in the vicinity, please come to vicinity, come down. Uh, Mateo, <laughs> I'm very good with the script right now. I'm happy with it. Is it 200 pages? How long is it? No, it, it's, it's shorter because we're only doing the first 45 minutes. Oh. Yeah, we're only, this is the first part, first episode. I'm not oh. doing the whole thing. Oh. Yeah, this one I thought is one of the ones like The Godfather where you want to hit all the nuances So is it, and how stuff. many parts is the whole thing? Three? Three parts? All yeah, right. maybe three, then there's the middle one, and then the third one will be the cocaine and all that kind of got stuff. Got you know? it, got it. So, uh, Mateo calls, he's in Spain, and all of a sudden he's got, he calls me, he's, he's crying. He's got some sort of allergy from Spain, and he was in the hospital, and he he's popping up with marks and stuff, oh. like he's a mess. Oh, God. And I'm like, I told you to quit this traveling. This traveling <laughs> is stupid. He travels too much in these foreign lands. I don't know what's happening over in Spain. He, I keep seeing his name pop up and stuff. He's getting... He's getting very big. Yeah. Well, he's he's great, but, you know, his comedy is 
not for everybody because it's just about being gay and stuff like this. So he's not the best comic, but I think he could get there. But he's getting a lot of recognition. Right. Because uh, people like, you know, he, I mean, if they're going to have gay comedy, he's the guy now. Hey, he's very talented. And this used to be, oh, he's very talented. There's no doubt about it. He's talented. He can do everything. But right now he's just getting, you know, playing comedy. Right. Um, people don't even know the half of what he can do, let alone sing. Right. Uh, his artistry is amazing. His drawing. Oh. Yeah, he's really, really talented. But we know that, though. But, uh, you know, he, there was a guy, uh, Bob Smith, who was this guy uh, 15, 20 years ago, who was part of the funny gay males, and he really hit it and was becoming very big. So this happens mm-hmm. once in a while. They, uh, not to detriment anything that he's doing, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you know, it's whatever. So, um, you know, but he's adorable. In fact, Judy Gold keeps calling me like, are you in love with Me- uh, with Mateo? And I'm like, yes, probably. Like, she called me today, and she's like, would you blow Mateo if he let you? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, because I am in love with the guy. I mean, the guy is helpful, and having right. him, I love having him on the show. I love having him as a friend. He's so talented that I can rely on him for a bunch of stuff. But I start getting nervous because he said he's got some sort of disease, you know? And I'm it. like, and I have him singing all these um, songs from Goodfellas, you know, like, someday, you know, like these standards, you know, right. you'll never go from rags to riches. <laughs> and I said, if I can't get Carmine from Laverne and Shirley, I got to get him to do it, you know? Right. Because that's what Carmine used to do. <laughs> so he goes, so then today I get a call from Judy Gold. She goes, yeah, what time is rehearsal? And I'm like, five. And here we go. She goes, yeah, my son's got a hockey playoff that day, so I don't know whether I can make it. I'm like, you don't know whether you can make it? Or you don't know? I mean, like, what the? F- what is this? Like to this? the whole thing? I wasn't sure. She goes, no, no, it's 530. There's only eight-minute quarters. I should definitely be there by showtime. I'm like, oh, well, isn't that great? And then she writes back, if you want to replace me, I'm like, oh, what an asshole. So we had to, we had to have a conversation. Right. Because I'm like, I can't believe you just wrote that. You said, right. she's the one person I can't replace. Right. I can replace Mateo if necessary. Right. I can replace Bichetti. I can replace all these people. It's a bummer. Right. But I can do it. She's the one person I cannot replace. It's very... When I made this casting choice, I was still patting myself on the back of the genius of it. I can't find a Joe Pesci character. So is she not doing it or, or you don't... She is doing it. She just can't rehearse. Right, right. But I don't like that. Right, because right. I think it's also disrespectful to the other sure. members. However... They're all comics. They don't give a shit. It's not like actors. <laughs> right. If actors are being disrespectful, it's being disrespectful to me because right, right. I like verse. Turns out, if you think about it, as I did think about it, I was mulling it over. It was bothering me all day. It's only me and her in all the scenes. Oh. Me and her. Right. So I'm going to go to her house Saturday, and we'll go over it, and it'll be fine. Because I just I want to see how it works. It, it's good for my head because right. she's not letting me rehearse with her. Right. So that's detrimental to right. my performance as well. Sure. So, so that'll work. Uh-huh. She doesn't have to learn any songs or anything this time. Because remember when I did Grease? Right. She came really late. Right. She was rehearsing until the audience was being seated. Right. And you know that that's disrespectful. And she begs me to put her in the show. She's like, "What are you going to use me for the show?" She's like, <laughs> she texts me. She was very angry. I didn't put her in Love Actually. I got a text. You're doing Love Actually. You didn't ask me to be. So, but why would I ever use her again? Right, right. This is really bad. Yeah. And then today, when I was telling people, I've heard stories. This is what she does. Got it. Obviously, she shows up, but she shows up late. Right. And puts everybody on edge by doing that. The subway. The subway. Yeah, yeah. Subway. She's 50 years old. 
I mean, how many times have I said, once you reach 40 and you're late, it's disrespectful. Right. You don't know it's disrespectful until you reach 40. It actually takes that long to realize you're being disrespectful to the people you're meeting. Right. Uh, this is very surprising for somebody older. You know, me at this point, I'm so old, I get to places three hours early. <laughs> you know, show day, I'm there four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. For no reason. I'm so terrified to be late now. Right. Well, plus, but, I mean, you're, it's all on you. So you're well, just... that's true in this case. But, you know, even for Tom Papa's show, it's not on, you know, I could just show up, but I always show up like a half hour early. Right. Everybody else is showing up. They don't even come to rehearsal. <laughs> Rachel didn't even show up for rehearsal, let alone Greer, because the black guys never show up for rehearsal. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of funny. I know it's so obvious, but I mean, it's funny that every time Greer is there, he never shows up on time. He just doesn't even show up for rehearsal. Right. And it's not like he calls and says, I'm not going to be there for rehearsal. Right. right. He just doesn't show up. Well, he knows everyone. Expects- Meanwhile, there was a sketch that they, him, Rachel, and Greer did that was not rehearsed, and it suffered for it. Right. It completely suffered and almost brought down the whole show. So that's a problem. Yeah, no, I get it. I agree. On the flip side of that, I'm very happy with the script. Um Good. I haven't heard from Noam at all. I'm assuming he's not performing. Then I heard from Colin, who moved to L.A. He goes, yeah, I think I might be able to make Tuesday. I'm like, what? I, didn't, I wasn't even planning on having any musicians. He's like, but I'm going to be in Jersey Tuesday, so I won't know until Tuesday. I'm like, <laughs> how is that helpful? <laughs> I mean, you're a doll, and I love having you, right. but are you kidding? Right. i got to prepare. Right. So I've prepared everything without them. Got it. I'm telling you this because we yes. got to talk about you know, the stuff. The so i got all the songs ready and everything. Uh, but I think the script is good. I, I told you you're going to do the walk around and the Copacabana. I also added in a couple more things that I think will be funny. I'm trying to think if there's anything in particular um, that we're doing. I, I got a breakaway bottle for Bichetti. <laughs> uh, so I changed. I'm not going to play Sonny. Like, come on, Paul. You've always been fair with me. What the fuck you fucking think I'm talking you're about? Not, right. I wanted to play that part because I thought I did it well. But when I was actually doing it, I wasn't feeling it. And it's funnier to have Bichetti beat up four times in the same show. <laughs> so he gets beat up. He gets put in the pizza oven, <laughs> the first one. He gets um, the bottle b- busted over his head the yeah. second time. He gets pistol whipped the third time because he plays the next door neighbor. Right. And then he plays Maury where he gets the phone cord uh, around his yeah, I saw his a neck. lot of different characters. I was impressed. It was like... A... That he's in yeah, different characters? Yeah. Well, we just put the characters where he gets beaten up all right, the time. Right, right. And I tried to cut down his dialogue because it's not funny when he has long dialogue. So I had to cut a lot of stuff. Right. It's only funny when he does three or four lines. Right, you know? right. And he's playing Henny Youngman as well. Right, I saw that. Which well, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, fuck, take my wife, please. <laughs> take it. I, I tell my wife well, but she finds a way back uh, hopefully he'll you know the problem is after that heart attack he's been reading more clearly it's uh, bothering me oh, I, I want him to stumble all over the line <laughs> the, finally I want him to stumble all over the line he's been reading it well it's driving me crazy but yeah I mean it'll be funny we'll put him in a wig for Maury and have it come up I, oh I decided I'm doing the Maury's wigs as a commercial I got like a bed okay. like an old fashioned commercial okay. like he'll do it live they'll start the music and be like at Maury's Wigs, Maury, you know, like we just have him on stage by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a little commercial bed, so we'll have him do the commercial live. Because I thought about putting it on video. Right. But you know how bad that is when we have the video. It stops it, the show. It never and, works the way yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, except when we did the Star Wars thing at the very beginning. But right. then it's like me. When I see a video, when I'm at a play, I just want to see more of the video. Right. So, I mean, I'm sitting there. Now I want to see Star Wars. Right. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, so you should never, ever do that. Right. 
but like again, we did it with the uh, the Godfather where we had the heads of the five families. That worked right. out okay. Yeah, that was good. But there's that pause in between. But that was a creative. Right. That worked okay. Right. But um, yeah. So we're just gonna have him do the commercial live, and Maury's wigs don't come off except the. Uh, you know, in, even in high winds. Of course, I'm talking about 50s and 60s winds, not Hurricane Katrina and stuff. <laughs> the 1960s winds, not right. Hurricane Katrina or Harvey winds. But uh, and then I have the little uh, cartoon, whoop, like where your wig falls off or something. So it's uh, a lot of turbocharged references. And you got the breakaway Always. bottle. Yeah, that's right. You got the, the, the wig, wig coming off. Up. That's right. That's right. Well, I was trying to get uh, first thing I thought of with the turbocharger, <laughs> the wig coming off. Whoop, whoop. I couldn't get it right. Whoop. But. Uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I feel like I. That's the thing. Today I was so restful. I'm like, you know, I got everything done. I'm doing this. I'm I'm right on schedule. Yeah. I'm not worried. I I feel good about the the, the script with the way I have it now because I was very panicked. Right. Um, I feel good. The cast is done, and then Judy calls today, and I'm like, Ugh, what do I need? And Mateo, you know, I'm like, this is necessary because I'm feeling good finally. You know, because so I'm always Mateo so panicked. Be okay, you don't he'll know. be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's just that I can't. I'm afraid to. You know, I want to send them the songs. Like, you're going to be prepared, but I, I have backups for everything. That's right. why I got to talk about it. I, anyway. Right. So, anyway, uh, that's the show. I guess the week after next week. Well, I guess, do you have anything you want to say? No, <laughs> uh, I forgot it all. Um, well, since we don't know it's very exciting. what Oscars are going to be chosen, how come you haven't seen The Shape of Water? I haven't seen a lot of things. I've been so busy. I, I don't. I barely. I'm amazed. I even saw three of the movies that are nominated. That's like a, a pretty good. Yeah, movie. I guess I've been just watching them late at night. I saw I Tanya too. Oh, that I've been wanting to watch. Horrible. This. Really? It's everybody I, seems to like it. I know you'll think the way I'm thinking. It's not horrible. It's just there's no reason for it to ever be made. Huh? It. The she's good. You just don't care. Right. Once it's over, you're like, why did I watch that? <laughs> you know that that's that's yeah. yeah it sucks yeah. in that sense. It's. It's it's entertaining, but there's yeah that's weird because everybody it's got such a buzz. Um, I don't you know I don't know why. Yeah. And at the Shape of Water, I can't figure out for the life of me. That, yeah. And so I'm dying for you to see the Shape of Water because again you're sitting there you wait, except for Get Out, right? And three billboards, right? I I I don't I don't get how the Shape of Water could win Best Picture over th- something like Three Billboards, right. Or Get Out, right? Quite frankly, even Ladybird at this point, because the shape of water is bad. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just bad. Right. I mean, if it came out and it was a regular movie, I'd probably be like, that was a fun movie. That was interesting. Right. But as a best picture, if you're going down and you're saying that and the Godfather <laughs> have somehow won the same award, right. then I'm saying bullshit. Right. But if you're telling me that the Godfather get out have won the same award. I'm all in. Right, right, yeah. Because that... Yeah, they're both... you tell me that Annie Hall and Get Out win the same <laughs> award, right. I am all in. Because Annie Hall was a movie like Get Out. Annie Hall... Can you even believe that one best picture? Um, no. I mean, think about it. They're I probably the sitting comedy. there and going like, how the hell is that going to win best picture? How's that going to beat Star Wars? Right. How's that going to beat Saturday Night Fever? Right. Annie Hall... A Jew, you know, a, a, a Jewy, prick, you know, I mean, it's brilliant, but people had never seen the likes of it before. Right. They'd never seen a romantic comedy like this ever. Right. That with, with social commentary and, you know, the way it, the, the opening scene where he's just talking to the camera and breaking yeah. the fourth wall yeah, and then, yeah. you know, some cartoon in it and this and, and you know, just the, the, the whole thing about a, a real relationship. Right. And the comedy, you know, the lines. 
it, it, it was amazing. But, but could you have ever pictured a film like that to ever win Best Picture? I mean, nothing. A comedy's never won since. Right. Yeah, no, I know. It's uh, a unique thing. So well, this would be that. Right. Well, on the other hand, then you think of all the shitty movies that have won Best Picture. Oh. You're like, well, Ben Shape of Water isn't that big of a... No, I know, but there's a, there's a movie out there this year deserving of, right. of something. If you talk about Best Picture, which the Best Picture should be something crazy and new and, right. and, and something I've always said, which is why the Facebook movie should have won that year. I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know what won the King's Speech or something that year. Fa- the Facebook the social yeah, network, network. Yeah, yeah. should have won because it should also like Spotlight should be something relevant right. to the times. That's, I think that's so important. Um, you know, like, I mean, yeah, you got the Godfather. That's that's different. That's a whole nother thing. Right. But if you're talking about something that's relevant to so, social media wins then you know like, oh, right, that was when the Facebook craze and the social media happened. Right. It makes sense. Right. When you're looking down the list, years to come, right. something like Get Out makes so much sense. Sure. And The Shape of Water, you know what that means? Nothing. Right. In fact, that movie shouldn't win because everybody's so uptight about Me Too and all that stuff, and you're talking about bestiality. Right. I mean, if everybody's so uptight, <laughs> how is this movie in contention to win big P- Best Picture? Well, that's probably why it won't win. It doesn't say, you know... But uh, Three Billboards is fantastic. I love the fact that it's actually not a true story. Right. I love that. Yeah, Because yeah. there's something like that. And that movie, even the way it opens, I'm all in. You know, yeah. at first, because I saw it, I'm like, I don't want to see this. It's stupid. <laughs> right. And then as soon as it opens, I'm yeah. like, wow. And that's the way a good movie's got to be. Yeah. It brings you in right away. Yeah, they're she all sees, good. She's driving up to see, oh, there's the Three Billboards. Oh! <laughs> and that's the best. You get it right away. You don't have to figure it out, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that was really good. I'm glad you saw that, too. I really enjoyed that also. Yeah, it's a... Impressive. Have you seen anything else that, like, um, you know, we should know about? Um, Did you see The Darkest Hour? No, I have not. That was good, too. That definitely right. should not win Best Picture right. because it's just a character piece. Right. And he should definitely win, besides his anti-Semitic comments, uh, <laughs> but, which apparently everybody lets go since it Mel wasn't Gibson ju- was nominated last year. It wasn't just, like, year. a boring movie. It was really no. interesting. Oh. Totally interesting. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be different, but right. it really is a character. I was... Involved the entire time. Oh wow! Yeah, all right. and you know me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. I just a... want to watch Star Wars all the time. <laughs> so yeah, I loved it. And uh, but it shouldn't win Best Picture. Right. I'm. I have no problem with it being nominated, but it shouldn't win. Right. It's a really good movie, and he should win because he was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's all. You know, just the way Allison Janney. I have no problem with her winning Best Actress in a otherwise crappy movie that should really just never have been made. Right. It's just when I think about that movie being made, the the, the, the effort, the money, why? <laughs> you know? I love, who doesn't like Margot Robbie? I mean, she's terrific. She's making good choices. She's obviously very smart. She's ridiculously hot. Um, I guess if that's what she wants to do, it must have been some sort of pet project <laughs> or something. And right. she, uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's not like the OJ thing, that FX series, which, people loved because if you were if you remembered it right. it brought you back right and you forgot about stuff and you're like oh my god i totally forgot if you didn't if you weren't alive then it's like wow this really happened right. but right. this is the exact opposite right i don't want to remember it it was <laughs> stupid then and it's stupid now right and i don't want to see tanya harding and where i have to feel bad for her <laughs> right. i just don't so, you know, and that's what it comes down to. We're like, um, you know, and that's what everybody's talking about. Like, wait, now we got to like Tanya Harding? Are you kidding? <laughs> right. She's scum. Right. Uh, meanwhile, she's had a, a terrible childhood and you get it and everything. But right. it's just, 
and you know, rightfully so. But it may, but still, right. having a terrible childhood doesn't allow but, her to do any of this. What right, happened? You right, know? right. Yeah, that's a weird. one. But I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, the guys that play her boy, I mean, they're they're idiots, and it's funny. <laughs> but again, it it just shouldn't have been made. I it's understand. I, I'm anyway. You haven't seen it. So no, I haven't seen it. But um, uh, you're the first person that's really. Have you seen Finding Vincent? Or is that what it's called, right? It's an animated... Oh, the, no, I have a... Is I, that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's like oil paint. I tried to see that in the movies. Yeah. I just never got to because it's hard to get people to go with yeah, me. Yeah, it looked really interesting. Yeah, that looked interesting. This I, is a animated film using Vincent van Gogh's paintings and style of paintings using an animated movie. But it's all really like frame by frame oil painting. Yeah, so yeah. But in his style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems insane. Yeah, Wait, that, does cool. that have any nomination? Yeah, it's nominated for Best Animated oh. Picture. Uh, pic- yeah, Picture, I guess, because... Yeah, but it's going to lose to Coco, I guess, <laughs> or something like that. Right. I think it's a feature, or is it short? No, it's a feature. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a feature. Yeah, it was playing in the... Yeah, the I mean, that seemed like a really good one. It so did. I don't know. I didn't get to see that, and I really wanted to. And Otherwise, I, I think I've seen everything. The other, I'm having trouble with Call Me By Your Name. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be too gay for me. You know, I, I mean, I got, <laughs> I got a problem with that. I've never seen... I never wanted to see Brokeback Mountain. I just couldn't. Right. I don't, I don't know. You know, I just... I don't... I, <laughs> It turns out as gay as I am, <laughs> uh, you know, my love of theater and just gay in every aspect of my life. I, right. I actually can't watch it. I'm not. I'm a little homophobic, I guess. I, the, I mean, is it you know, the gay sex honest. part? You mean, or just? I, I have no idea if there's gay sex. I don't even like boys kissing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, right? Because you'd think like, why would I have a problem with that? But I. It's true. I guess I'm not actually gay. That might be. I don't care tell. if they do it. I don't care. I don't want to watch it. Right. I understand. I don't. It's, I, I know it sounds homophobic, but it. Well, it is, but. Well, it's just, you know, I mean, you never grew up seeing that. It's probably a weird Why, thing. as other people? Well, I think people, like younger people, yeah, it's not a big I mean, deal. I was thinking the other day, I was watching the, I was in the village, and these two guys were holding hands walking down the street, and now nobody cares. Right. But my dad used to be like, hey, you should tap me on the shoulder. Hey, look at this. <laughs> okay. Look at these two guys. That's, you see that? You only see that in New York, man. Only in New York. You know, New York or L.A. Right. It's the only place you see shit like that. Right. right. Well, he didn't talk like that. I don't know why I'm right. doing it. He's black. Yeah, apparently. he's black. You never see shit like that, I'll tell you. I mean, think about um, Eddie Murphy in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I think he was watching those gay guys walk down the street in Beverly Hills right. and he just stops laughing. Right, you know? right. <laughs> well, they were dressed funny, but <laughs> but it's so funny. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, apparently I'm not allowed to use the, uh, that's the way I was brought up anymore. People hate that. It's not allowed. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear I it. No, They're like, step aside. But that's, and that. that's the thing, you know, you've, have you heard the backlash about Sam Rockwell? Yeah, because which is really stupid. So it's stupid. It's they're they're stupid. complaining about his character in know, the movie. I know that's so dumb. like that's his. Well, he invented the character. Right. right. I can't, I, these guys at my office, these millennials, they're like, well, you know, he he. We don't like the racist being the hero. Right. right. Like, he didn't write the movie. <laughs> well, more than that, I mean, that's the point of the movie. I mean, it's I, like, it's the point of the movie. It's, it's his like, mother brought him up this way. Right, right. And he's trying to change. Right. That's why I tell people all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My my my. I got brought up that way where I grew up, but. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> right, right. I try not to call them colored people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I uh, I'm playing the part where I say a couple of niggas stole my truck <laughs> because I I couldn't put that on anybody else. Right. You know, so I don't I right. don't think anybody else would be comfortable. And I'm, and I'm nervous because you know William Stevenson's playing the diner owner. Right. That's why I have him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he goes, "Excuse me." <laughs> what I meant set was. Hold on a second. What I'm saying is, yeah. when I said that, I was actually meant to because they. <laughs> but yeah, that's the way I'm gonna get out of it. But then I go. He goes, man, there ain't enough weed in the world because you know we always use weed when it comes to William to right. deal with this. And I go, actually, I know a couple color guys that have. Damn it! 
so that's the that's the gag. Hopefully it'll. I had to work. I think you know people hate that word. <laughs> it's uh, but it's, it's in the movie. What are you gonna do? Like uh, you had that with the Godfather too, right? Where we had Russ Benny. Oh, it wasn't Russ. I was hoping it was, it was DC Benny. It was a bummer. I wanted Russ was mad at me at that time. Yeah, you know those niggas up in Harlem. You know, driving those Cadillacs around. Right. You know. Now what are you gonna do? I mean, that's a famous line. I'm not cutting it out. I'm not AMC. <laughs> right. You know, people. The guys who were there, they're like, is he going to do the yeah, you got to do it. Right. So we said, you know, actor DC, that actually line is not in the movie. Actor DC Benny improvised the line <laughs> thinking it would be in us to make it. He's like, what? <laughs> so, I, you know, you want to throw somebody under the bus because, you know, that's, this is the one where me and Artie for hours, for hours on his podcast, for weeks. Right. We're doing, because I told them that uh, Mike Ivey said that the, the guy who says that line is a comic named Bob Gala. Uh-huh. And Mike Ivey told an audience that he improvised that line. The, guy, the line that Scorsese wrote was, right. a couple of guys stole my truck. <laughs> <laughs> so Artie went off for days. I mean, weeks. We still laugh at it that Bob Gollum just adds the N-word to every movie. Right. Like, we're going to need a couple of niggers in a bigger boat <laughs> right. or something like whatever right. it is. Like it just Because Bob Gollum, just whatever he's in a movie, just adds that word. Right. <laughs> it was so I was laughing so hard when Mike Ivey told me he improvised. Do you know Mike Ivey? He's a black comic. He's like yeah, a, I know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he got up after Bob Gallup once at the you know at the improv in L.A. or something. He said, "Yeah, Bob was in that movie, but that wasn't a line. <laughs> he improvised that line. He threw him right <laughs> under the bus. It was so people hated Bob Gallup after that. It was so funny. Right. Yeah, this one comic has one line. He's going to improvise it for Scorsese. Can I try it another way? <laughs> Meanwhile, Scorsese. I mean, he he likes. What is it with the director's memo that love? Going, doing the movies and using the N word. And Scorsese does it Tarantino in Taxi Driver. Does Tarantino does it all the time. Right. Why would you give yourself a part that says, does that say dead nigger storage? Right. Is right. That, are they trying right. to get it out of their systems? Yeah, I think what so. What the I, fuck? I think they think it's edgy and, you know, pushing But why would you do it yourself? Right. Wouldn't it be better to just write that and have somebody else say that line? Right. And remember, he goes for it. Does that sign? Yeah. Is there a sign? Right. I mean, he says it more than once. I, know he says it I mean, that's time. insane. I know. Well, I think, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. When I saw Scorsese do it in Taxi, I saw it backwards. Right. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and there's a third one. I, 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 It's Woody Allen. She's the niggas. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was kidding. No, there's a third director where I made my, my point. Like, or, like what, what is it about directors that... I, because let's say I like using that word as it, as it's fun here right. or whatever, even right. though it's horrible, but... I can't say it anywhere, but it, it, it's funny sometimes. What it, I right. don't know. I would never put myself in a movie where that I wrote saying that. I just couldn't do it. Right. I'd be like, oh, my God. People are – I mean, I don't know how they're not thinking. People are going to think I'm so racist because I wrote it. Well, but that isn't that why – like, it's so blatant that people – have to think, oh, like he's not racist. He's putting it in. I disagree. Like, obvious. Uh, I disagree. I say, to, I say, I'm sitting there going, like, what the fuck is the matter with this guy? Why would he put himself in his own movie? He said, you're, you're better off uh, putting in a movie where you have sex with Megan Fox. You're better off where people would be like, look at this guy. You know, like, right. instead of why do you choose that instead? Right. I don't know. I think with Quentin, at least, he's he's just he wants to be black. He wants to be cool. cool I guess. Like, I guess that's you know what it so comes down to. I never thought about it like that. Like well, all right, can... then how do you explain the Martin Scorsese? No, that thing? one. I don't know. Yeah, it was just. I can see where that guy would say a couple of, and stole my truck. You know, in the '60s or right. whatever. You know, but that you know guy. Meanwhile, I don't know how you say that out loud. Well, he's just angry at the truck. Whatever and people used to talk like that. Okay, right. I don't know if they talk that way in Queens. <laughs> Two. 
an open space. You right. know, I don't know. So, um, but Scorsese, uh, you know, why is he using a taxi driver? <laughs> why? Why did he put that himself in that part? Right. He's looking in the window. See that? That's my wife. She's right. fucking a nigger. Right. Right. I think just what to the, be what, edgy, just to be edgy. Why would he have to put him? It's edgy if he has another actor do it. <laughs> I know. That's I know. edgy too. I know. There's plenty know. of parts he could do. He could have done the Harvey Keitel part. <laughs> I know. Upper. I mean, other than maybe he just wanted to get it out because he just wants to be wait, able to say wait, it. Wait, I, need, I need to get out of my system. Right. If I don't say the N-word in uh, two of my movies, I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, While you're know. filming that, how do you even film that in front of people? Be like, just keep the camera on. I'm use the N-word. And what if the, the cinematographer's black? You know, like, listen, I'm just going to you know, understand. You know, I don't hate. But wait, are you saying even for that time that was like really? Because I mean. You don't think so? I don't know. I, I was but why a, would the director himself the have to do it? Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, even for the time, was it the such N-worded, a loaded word? Absolutely. That like someone like in the seventies. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Nobody used know. that word. You right, said right. colored people back right. then, and and that was what they wanted to be called. So it wasn't right. that bad. Right. You know, they they changed it, so that's why it's still bad in the eighties if right. you're still calling somebody colored. Because no, I get it. I guess I do it because you know my family used to do it, and there was a lady in Queens. I used to live in Astoria. It was a colored fella down, so right. I'm always imitating that lady because <laughs> right. I couldn't believe she was saying it. And this was 1988. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a bad word back then for sure. Right, right. Well then, yeah, I think he just wanted to be, he like, he's like showing that he can act and be. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about it now. I was watching, there was a, <laughs> me and Artie been talking about this episode of the Jeffersons and, um, the, it was the kid who I think it was, it, I think it was Billy, it was either Billy Mummy or, you know, from Lost in Space yeah, yeah, yeah. or Jack Earl Haley. I think it was Jack Earl Haley. Uh, Rorschach from uh, Watchmen uh-huh. <laughs> and everything, you know, Bad News Bears and shit like that. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure. And it's a classic episode where there's a meeting, a tenants meeting, and it turns out it's a, a, it's a Ku Klux Klan meeting. And, uh, oh, because uh, the wife comes upstairs and he goes, George, we just got, uh, it, and the insult was nigger. And, we, you know, and she says it. And right. It's like pretty powerful. Right. So it's powerful. It's 1972. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the show, and it's still powerful. Right. She says it, and it's a black woman saying it. Right. But right. the insult was nigger, and it was very serious. And so then uh, there's a tenants meeting, and George goes to the lobby, and you find it's a Ku Klux Klan meeting. You know, the audience finds out, but he doesn't know. And he goes, and he's like, hey, and everyone's like, hey, George. You know, like they, they don't actually maybe know yet or whatever. And it's really funny. The audience is laughing because, you know, he's walking into this thing right. and stuff. Right. And then he finds out, and. Uh, I think the son goes, shut up, nigger. Like, like, uh, like right. Jack Earl Haley says it. Oh, I see. And he goes, what? <laughs> you know, and he's like, my boy can talk any way he wants to, you know, because he's the son of the thing. I see. Then it turns out the guy who's running the meeting has a heart attack. And then he's like, somebody, please save my father, please. And like, nobody will do it. And then Sherman Hensley comes up and, you know, gives the guy a recitation. And then the kid apologizes later. Whatever, right, like right. So I'll never forget that episode. And it's so funny because Artie completely remembers it, too. Yeah, yeah. Because it was pretty powerful. Right. And right. what I'm saying is 72 and you're watching a TV show and somebody says shut up and using the N word. Right, right. It was still powerful. So, yes. Sure. I would say it was definitely problematic. Yeah. No, I guess I, I mean, obviously, it, I'm not saying I didn't think it was problematic. I just thought maybe in like as quote-unquote art, because he's making this artistic film or yeah. whatever. Like, you can get away as an artist. Well, no, he was doing 70s New York right. kind of stuff. And, right. But I don't know. You know, It's just, why would you put yourself in that? That's the only question. No, that's know. a good question. Have you seen Atlanta? The TV show? Yeah. No. So it's amazing. It's Because so uh, we ate with those guys from the show. 
Oh, really? Uh, at the, we were at Spark Steakhouse, and we, we they were very nice. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's like such a good. It's so. That's the one where they have so the peaches good. in their mouth on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's amazing. Is that the one in the telephone booth now that says it's Robin season? I don't know. Like they're uh, robbing, but. No, I don't think so. Oh, then I don't know. Another one. No, no, it's Donald Glover. It's like he. It's his show, and it's amazingly well written. It's so funny. It's a drama, but it's also hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a brilliant show. But like, there's this one episode. Where like, you know, and so they're all from Atlanta and they're like, like, it's like Donald Glover's cousin is like becoming this popular like hip hop artist named Paperboy. And so he's like starting to get street cred. It's really funny. They make fun of a lot of things of themselves. Like, it's like, it's a really funny show. But but in this one episode, like, you know, they're all like, they're all like using the N word with each other and yeah. whatever. And then this white guy comes from the label and he thinks he's all cool. Uh-oh. And he's like, yo, what's up, my niggas? And they just all look at each other like, <laughs> did he just, you know? I know that happens a lot in a lot of shows nowadays where the white guy uses the n-word and people get angry right and they look at so him they like, did it ballers as well right and it is funny because uh i always thought as long as you say it with the a <laughs> right it doesn't seem that bad yeah they yeah they but were. i guess if uh i don't know i was just thinking if the jews were like listen kike right and then somebody goes that's right kikey whatever <laughs> like hey hey whoa 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 right. yeah i guess but um, exactly i don't know they use it so commonly all the time it does seem like it's uh like it like it's not right well it that's doesn't what have the i same think meaning. well that's what was funny about the show it's like clearly like that's as a white person you're like well it's clearly not that big a deal yeah right? yeah but it's like so different it's like you you know they're yeah like, i guess what so the fuck? but it, it, it kept seems like happening. a form of affection that's why you <laughs> well know? if you're not white you know, if you're black, I think, yes, obviously they're not. Well, I, I, I thought the same way, though, as a white person saying it to a black guy, it always right. seems like an affection. But I think I did it to Sherrod once and he got angry. Right, that's what I mean. But right. I might not have put the A on it. Oh. So, did you just call me? I'm like, <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, Are exactly. You mad? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a very touchy thing. Yeah, they hate that. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, here's, I, you know, so remember Lawrence uh, had that Southern Rock party? Of course. Right? So I kept the, uh, the you know, he had that banner. Yeah. The, um, Confederate flag banner. Oh, yeah. And was I, it Jack Daniels on it or something? No, it was just Confederate oh, flag. Oh, okay, yeah. But I thought it was hilarious in like an ironic way. And I it never hit me. For me, like that flag always meant the Dukes of Hazard. Right, of like, course. I me never too. thought it had like a racist connotation. Yeah, until now we know better, yeah. But like, so I had it in my bathroom for many years. I remember. I, I thought it was just funny. I didn't think anybody gave a shit. You had that and uh, that thing about the toilet. Uh, the What was it? That Oh, that was Trudeau. The the. Robert Crumb like shit. Yeah, that was Chris's. Yeah, that was, that's what I remembers in my head. That was yeah, that was his sense of humor. No, but like the um, but I I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I didn't. But it never hit me that somebody would be truly offended by it. You should still keep it up just to see. You know. Well, no, they took it down one time. Who Chris, took it down? Kristen had a party and they and I was like, where did the flag go? And they're like, Kristen oh, who? Kristen me and they should yeah. had a party at your well, house. Yeah, back when they Chris lived there. And she took she knew even I think Trudeau five took years it down. ago that that would not be cool. Yeah, and he, well, she didn't want to felt offended. All her, like, yeah, but, but, but like you said, we wouldn't have even thought about right. it. Well, and you're talking about five to seven years ago. We're a different generation, I guess. I guess right, I'm right on the cusp. Isn't she the same age as you? No, she's like five years younger. It's a big, big so gen- I'm saying that's very impressive that even well, seven went, that was about seven years right, ago. Right, but she's, I mean, she went to Sarah Lawrence. I mean, like, she grew up in because you I mean, and I didn't even think twice no, about it. No, it made I never once thought, oh, this is, I just thought it's very a impressive, hazard. though. You know, and I well, can't stand it, I, her. And I, I, I know, but like, you know, like her friends are super liberal. And it, I, 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 yeah, I, but again, you're saying they're super liberal, but 
Were you even asking him, why are you taking that down? Yeah, I was confused. And what'd she say? Well, oh, I didn't she told ask you her, the explanation? I asked Trudeau. I was like, and like oh, oh, and he told you the... He was like, oh, your friends, I don't want him to I don't I remember what he said, but wow. like... I would have been like, what are you talking about? Well, that's what Dukes I was thinking. Hazard, I'm dummy. Dummy. like, it's a Duke's a hazard. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. And then, but apparently it's really, you know, then I was like, oh, then I started realizing all these younger people were like, you know, it was a big thing. I was like, oh, I guess it, I don't know, never hit me. Yeah, it turns out, you know, we won. So don't put up the losing flag anyway. Right. So, you know, we were, you know, we won, thank God. Right. No, Otherwise, I mean, black people would still be slaves. Right. No, I oh get it. I just, but it's so amazing how much power like that symbol has. Right. I, yeah, I, I guess. No yeah. Clue. I wouldn't have known either. It was very. Well, you're from Massachusetts. You wouldn't even have less clue. Right. You know? We did. We truly only thought. I'm from southern happen. New Jersey. So technically from the Mason Dixon line, That's which is true. right down there. That's we. Sh- I should have known better. You should have known better. I should have known. But maybe I liked it that way. It's true. Anyway. That's the end of our show today. I think it was a damn good one. All right. We talked for two hours. Wow. Yeah. That's a good... Because it was flowing. Yeah, that's that, true. that coffee was excellent. <laughs> that girl made me. I don't think there was anything else we needed to say, but uh, I had a really good time today. I'm glad yeah, you came over. It was too. nice to see you. You're going to be uh, there on Tuesday, right? You're uh-huh. always late on Tuesdays. No, I, I, I was able to take time off this time. Like, oh, you are? Ahead of time. I mean, it's I'll okay. be a, a little bit late. That but... you guy... Uh, he's really good. He's really good. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. Did, w- did he mind you helping him? No. I kept was... telling him, don't worry, my friend's friend was coming, and he looked like he was like, I don't need any help. No, he was cool. He yeah, was cool. no, he was cool. And he did a bang-up job. Like, he, the sound quality was yeah. excellent. Yeah. He uh, put on some stuff with the singing. He, you know, modulated it and put Added some reverb. effects. Yeah, yeah, reverb. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, now you realize just Sam is just high <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So this guy's all right. His name's Nathan. He's all right, so... You need a anyway, thank you so much, Memo, for coming. Sure. Uh, Goodfellas tonight, if you're listening on Tuesday. Otherwise, uh, next week, uh, either I'll play Goodfellas or we'll talk about the uh, something else. <laughs> and Goodfellas will either play it, the whole thing, uh, either the week after or the week after that. So right. that is our March, and happy Purim. And uh, That's right. <laughs> we'll yeah, see yeah, you. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody, or a great couple of weeks if I don't see you after the Goodfellas show. So, there it is, Bebo. Thank you again. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on The Nightfly with Davey Boy Jessica.